James Whale on Talk Radio. But also, a lot of the car companies can't be trusted, can they, as we found out with their testing. <laughs> so, who knows what's going to come out in the future about, well, they say, oh, these are all clean. Talk Radio's car expert, Ash. <laughs> So, oh. you just told me the other day that you're paying, what is it, 700... I paid 600 pounds to... You so said it was I, 750. 560, the top bank. You said so 750. I can out as much CO2 as I want, but there's no particulates harming children. You're harming children with your, uh, in, in the school. No, I think you'll find mine doesn't have any well, particulates now. Well, yours maybe, that's now. what they say. It's yeah. Very, very tense. Why don't we just two? get electric... Well, because he never drives the car. The car's dirty, it's disgusting. It put, puts out black smoke every time he turns the engine on. I, that's extra. That, that's a smoke screen I've had put in. And then it fires out oil and little tap <laughs> bars as well. Yeah. 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 Do you drive still? Uh, yes, I, I drive a, I have a car. Yeah, Good. So it's a Good. white one. Yeah. Well, there we are. Petrol, not diesel. Black one. He's got a white one. What colour's yeah. yours? Mine's a galaxy grey. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. Yeah. It would be, wouldn't it? Why does yours have to be galaxy grey? Why couldn't it just Don't shoot be the messenger? Gray? That's what it says in the brochure. Galaxy yeah. grey. You got tape. I, look, look, I had to buy a car this year, and I couldn't. You can't. They don't have tape decks in them anymore. No, no, no. You can't have very tape few decks. of them have got CD players. No, 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 they just no. got a hole, and you got, got a, a hole in it. Yeah. Well, I just got one that's really confusing because it hasn't got anything in it. Oh, and it's just a touch screen. Surely there's got to be a knob in it. No, there's no knob when in you're it. you're driving. <laughs> 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 yes, but they, the good thing is they all come with <laughs> DAB radios now. They do as standard. I've gone. You, you do whatever you want. Then I go and put a knob oh, in I'm his not, car again. It, no. <laughs> I'm not working with amateurs. That's it. I've had oh, hey, come on. This is. There's a little bit of. You two can do it. You've been working with me every night for years. All right. Well, Ash. And and by the way, I don't want to work with you anymore. So you can go and work with him. You go on his show. Are you taking cat? Are you having cat? For the next. No, I don't, I don't... The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road It's where I'll always be Every stop I make I make a new friend Can't stay for long Just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure Lies just around the bend So if you wanna join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow down. Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home. So if you want to join me for a while, just grab your hat and come travel like that's old style. Maybe tomorrow, I want to settle down. 
My name is Ian Lee, uh, dear listener. Good evening. Welcome to the Late Night Alternative. Who are you? Doris Stokes. Thank you very much. Oh, spooky, <laughs> spooky vibes tonight. Um, in one hour and 55 minutes, we will not be able to talk about politics, thank God, or Brexit, thank God, or any of those things. So, um, uh, in the time I, I am allowed to say whatever I want, Sack re-smog. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Sack that scumbag. Uh, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Now, regular listeners, to the, we want your spooky stories tonight, guys, because who knows, if it's good enough, it might make it into print. Regular listeners to the show will know that when we are low on callers or content, content, he says, <laughs> laughingly, uh, we dig out chat its fate which was did i get that for you as a christmas present yeah, last it was year last year's christmas present Best. i don't know how you're going to top that to be honest well i'll get you another subscription for chat its fate probably yes. <laughs> <laughs> best christmas present ever yeah huh? um did, did, what, did, what kind of stuff does it have in there well let me tell you about the, um, the edition that i have in my hand here november 19 front cover it is always a treat yes gives you a little a little taster of what it, what is within yeah get rich with the help of the dead my wife was a gift from the fairies. <laughs> You're going to die, mummy. And my son was right. Oh. Three decades of hell because I summoned the devil. Yep, you shouldn't mess with that stuff. Sent by aliens to save the planet. Oh. I smell lilies, then death follows. And Samhain spells to make you shine. This is, and we genuinely love this magazine, and we approach it with a bit of tongue-in-cheek from time to time. I, I, some of the stories, though, I, I totally devour. It's I think a they're joy. wonderful. I'm thrilled to say, and we've been promising this for weeks. Amanda Fleetstra is here. The ed, would you uh, the editor of the yeah, Chat It's Fate? Editor of Chat It's Fate. Thank you for coming in. Thank we've you. been talking about this for ages, and then I think there was something. Oh, everyone in your house had the lurgy, yeah. and then I think I had a week off, and then there were protests, and. It's almost as if the spirits are trying to keep us apart someone doesn't want us someone doesn't want us to talk about this stuff that's what's going on so nice to meet you amanda because we've been exchanging tweets and emails yeah. for ages give us a little bit of ba uh, background your relationship with chat it's fate how did you get involved um, with this i used to work on chat actually which was the sort of uh, i don't know if you've seen chat it's just a oh, women's yes. weekly and then they did the spin-off and i got moved across to work on chat it's fate and somehow I've never really left. So, what was that? so, so chat, the, the kind of stories they have in chat, have I got this right? My, my husband was a, a serial killer and I didn't yeah. know it. Or, or yeah. I ate my own leg to survive. Yeah, that what, kind of thing. That kind Randy of thing. Grannies, oh, hello. <laughs> there we go. I didn't know it was a dating <laughs> magazine. But, but so a, what, a, there must have been a meeting then in the chat offices where someone went, chat is going so well, it's going great. But. I think we're missing out on the psychic and spiritual market. We're going to do a sister magazine that deals with the occult. Yeah. Did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I don't know. But it, it did. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that, was, that was before I started working. Okay. That was my predecessor, Mary. I think it was her idea, actually. Right. Um, and she, yeah, I think she put the whole thing together. But and they had a lot of spooky stories coming in, so they just chat, sort of, right. yeah, decided to siphon it all off into a I separate magazine. I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. And I would like an honest answer. Yes. Do you believe in all that stuff? Yes. All of it. 
Yeah, I'm gonna say I do. Really? Well, I have a slight reservation about aliens. But, you know. Oh, because aliens are the ones that I'm, I'm, I've got. But you do believe it. I do. I've seen a, I've seen a UFO. Genuinely, I've seen, I've seen a UFO. Me and my ex-wife saw a UFO about, um, 12, 13 years ago. Where was it? It was up in the sky, surprisingly. We were, so we lived in North London. I've told this story so many times, so I'll tell it briefly. We lived in North London, and we were uh, 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 in a first-floor flat, and we stood out on this tiny little balcony. It was a, it was a Saturday evening, about five o'clock in the summer, very clear sky. Yeah. And one of us, and my my wife is is a journal, my ex-wife is a journalist. She's very, you know, straight down the line. And one of us said, "Wouldn't it be funny if we saw a UFO now?" And we went, "Yeah, wouldn't it be funny?" And literally two minutes later, this bright sort of yellow light just went across the sky. It was daylight. Went across the sky in a straight line and I tapped her and said, can you see that? She went, yeah, I can. Wasn't an aeroplane, wasn't one of those um, Chinese lanterns, wasn't anything like that. It went very fast in a completely straight line and we just looked at it and went, oh my God. And I was telling my boys who were seven and nine, I I was telling them this the other day. So no, no, we don't believe you. I said, Guys, go and ask your mum. You know yeah. she wouldn't lie about something like that. And it's funny hearing her talking about it after all these years. She went, kind of reluctantly said, yeah, yeah, it did, it, it did happen actually. What was yeah. it, mummy? I just, I just don't know. So, yeah. I, I'm into that stuff. Yeah. Well, weirdly, me and my husband also thought we saw one. We yeah. used to live in Ealing in London. And we were cycling along to, is it Northfield Park? Yeah, yeah. And Ian looked up and was just like, what is that? And there was this silver thing just hanging over the park. But because it was just there, we thought, oh, well, it must just be, you know, a weather balloon or something. So, to this day, no idea what that was. Um, I still don't massively believe in them, but, Hang you know. on, you're supposed to be a hard-nosed, spooky journalist. Did you not try and then phone up the, like, the, the, uh, who would you phone up? I was going to say the FBI. I don't think they'd be much help. No. Catherine, who would you hmm. call in that? I would possibly call... The RAF? Maybe the, uh, maybe RAF. British Aerospace? British Airways. Easy jet. The Met Office. <laughs> That's it. I have a feeling that my son was one at the time. And right. Probably take in the basket in the front of Ian's bike and probably taking up all our attention. Aliens forgotten quite quickly. <laughs> I have to ask a personal question. You said sure. your husband is called Ian. Can yeah. I ask how he's spelling that? Is he spelling it? I-A-N. Okay, that's a shame. Okay. <laughs> one idea. Now, now we are, now we have to ask Sorry. you to leave, I'm afraid. You have, we have one of those guys. Um, so, were you... But you, you believe in ghosts and things. Oh, yeah. Things. I've, I've been, you know, obsessed with this since I was a kid. Really? So, yeah, yeah. I, I've just, I absolutely have always been fascinated yeah. with anything to do with magic and, and, you know, ghosts. Why? I have no idea. My mum and dad are dentists. <laughs> it's just one of those things. And my mum's like, she hates that kind of thing. Her favourite book is Swallows and Amazon. So she has oh, no idea where God. any of this has come from. I, so, I, I, Right, okay, well, let's let's put our cards on the table. Catherine, don't believe nothing. Well... Come on. No, here's the thing. When I was We younger, went on a ghost hunt once in a haunted pub, and it was, it was so embarrassing. It was just like... Catherine became very sarcastic and... <laughs> really? Call out... Blake was going, right, go on, guys, call out for the ghost. You just went, ghost! <laughs> nah, there's nothing here. I never used to be like that. I think until I was about, uh, probably about 25, I completely believed in everything. Yeah. But then it just, I guess it's kind of part of growing up. The magic well, drifts away. And then I got taken to see a psychic and she was obviously just a fraudster and that was the last bit of magic snuffed out. Well, oh. that, I think yeah. that's part of it is is growing up. You lose that spiritual connection with the magic world. I've obviously just never grown up. <laughs> <laughs> I was for a long time, when I was 20, I went on a crystal healing course. Right. 
at like this this really nice you know sort of mum's house she was running this course and it was all middle-aged women and, and, and me, this sort of twenty-year-old thing, and, and I, I bought into that for a long time, and then and then I didn't. But I would say within the last two or three years, Catherine, I have rediscovered. You've opened your third eye. <laughs> I know, and I apologise for that. I was very drunk that night. <laughs> <laughs> it was not what I intended to be. Um, but um, no, I'm kind of, I'm buying, I'm buying back into this. I think there is more than this physical world has to offer. Yeah. How? How do how do you get your stories? Is it all people writing in? A lot of it is, yeah. I mean, I get a lot through social media. That's right. been really useful since, of you know, Facebook and all of that. So, so someone will tweet, oh, I saw a ghost the other day. And, and, and I'll taste it up, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, oh, but people obviously contact me directly as well with stories, so I get that a lot through social media as well. And I've got, obviously, some freelancers who are excellent who yeah. do various bits and pieces for us. We but love yeah, it. it's, it's, you get them. If you've got a spooky story, if anything, 0344... Four nine nine one thousand. We want to hear. It. Put your headphones on, please, Amanda. Okay. Uh, the editor of Chat It's Fate. We've got Alan Caddick on the line. If it's too loud, there's a volume. If you follow that cable, it will go to a little volume knob. That's and you can... right. Hello, Alan. Hi, Mark. Hi, Kath. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Alan. Have you ever seen a ghost? Well, I've seen Ghostbusters loads of times. That's a movie. Ghostbusters too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a... my favourite movie. Is it? Oh, yeah, I love Ghostbusters. Who's your favourite Ghostbuster? Um, I'm going to say Venkman. Peter? Why Peter? He's funny. <laughs> Alan's furious with you. <laughs> Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, it, I tried to watch it with the kids. It's a bit inappropriate in I, some places. I didn't realise when I was a kid just how predatory Peter Venkman is. Yeah. He's it, just always sniffing around. It's awful. It's, uh, and I, but I quite enjoyed the, the recent Ghostbusters. The, uh, yeah. I thought that yeah, was... What, the one with Melissa McCarthy? That's the yeah. one, Alan, yes. I wasn't a fan of that. Well, you're not. It was I, okay. I preferred the original with Bill Murray, then I called Howard Weimer. There you go. You get those, are, those are some of the names. So you've never seen a ghost yourself or, or had any spooky encounters? I, I did have a vision once. Go on, what was your vision? Of my nan. Go on, tell us, go on. She died in 2000. And I was, I was sitting, um, I was looking at my mum out because she had to answer the call of nature, and the bin just moved. And it was your nan moving the bins? We, we thought my nan was blowing on the bin liner. Your nan was blowing off on a bin liner? No, she was blowing on the bin liner to make it move. Would she have done that in life? No. Oh. So what... What made you think it was your nan then, Alan? It was what I thought. It was my first thing I thought of. Did your mum not... Did your mum leave the toilet door open? No. Okay. Wow. And how did it make... How, this is the important thing. How did it make you feel? We were a bit spooked. We had a Ghostbuster in our family at the time, which was our dad, and he narrowed it down to the heat from the radiator moving the bin liner. Okay, you probably shouldn't have told us that last bit of the story. Some say Ghostbuster, some say scientist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda put her pen down, going, "This could be a." St it was no, it was it was it was physics that did it. Thank you very much, Alan. I appreciate that, mate. And oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've got uh, Amanda Fleetstra here, editor. Am I getting the name right? Yeah, that's well, perfect. Thank you. Um, editor of Chat, it's fate. If you want to give us a call, you can. If you want to phone up about other stuff, you know, you, you, you're more than welcome to. We carry on 
doing the nonsense, even though we've got a guest here for the first hour. 0344 499 1000. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. The Late Night Lip Service for lovers, loners and lounge lizards. Yeah, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Oh, I've forgotten your name already, excuse me. On Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Ian and Kath are pretty much political free zone. We might talk about, um, before midnight while we can, how Jacob Rees-Mogg should resign <laughs> or be fired, uh, for his outrageous comments. But, 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 before we get anywhere near that, if you want to give us a call, uh, I'd really like to hear your spooky stories. We had, um, my kids came in once and they would have been six and eight at the time. And my young, and I said to them, if you want, you can come on the air and you can ask a question and we can put it out and see if people find it. And my six year old had a question. Have you ever seen a ghost? And it's a great question. And he was sat on the other side of, it was a slightly smaller studio. He was sat there and he asked it and people phoned in with actual ghost stories. And he started shaking and he started oh, crying. <laughs> and he, and there was a story about a dog that was transparent. No, they saw the outline of a cat. That's what it was, to uh, the outline. Yeah. And he'd heard it as, well, what it, that suggested to him, instead of being the silhouette of a cat, he yeah. was thinking of an inside-out cat. Yeah. And then he sat on my lap and was sobbing. I said, it's all right, son, I'll, I'll ask them. Um, yes, please, Amy. He said, uh, I, I said, I'll ask them to stop telling the stories and they'll stop. He went, no, I want them to carry on. <laughs> and he was terrified. Got so, so much trouble with his mum because he was having nightmares for weeks after about that bloody cat. cat. About that cat. Uh, we were talking in the break about ghost hunters. Thanks to Alan's comment there about having a ghost buster in the family. We've been on one kind of, we did the show from a haunted pub. I've been on a couple in my in my career. Have you? Mm-hmm. Where, whereabouts? We did one at um, the place where we used to work because there was some links with a, a murder in the area um, and lots of talk for years about you know a haunted basement and stuff so uh, we went we had ghost hunters there once i remember and did anything happen did they they have their li- oh. it, it was the same vibe again for me what i found is and it may be that i've just been unlucky but i've been around groups who seem to be i don't know um sort of winding each other up so one yeah. person would hear something and then the other person said oh yeah and i also heard a dog barking did you hear that and uh, it was all hmm. suggestion and what i would really like is you know some quiet and to be because sometimes the atmosphere of a place is you can yeah. feel that even someone like me who is skeptical there is an atmosphere but if it's just listening to it's like the politics within a group it's yeah. kind of off-putting amanda mm. you were saying amanda's editor of uh, chat's fate you were saying that you've not been on a ghost I have been, I've been to a few seances and so I haven't been on sort of one of those big kind of organised kind of things, but I've I've been to one at Oxford Castle. Okay. A seance there and one at Lemley Castle. When you say a seance, here's one of the weird things, right? I don't really believe in seances. Yeah. But we're not allowed to do one on the air. It's against the oh, broadcasting no, really? rules. Yeah, we, 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 we looked into it. You're not allowed to. Uh, in the same way, you're not allowed to hypnotize someone live on the air. You're not allowed to do a, to do a seance. And it's the same reason in the beginning of Most Haunted, it'll say this is for entertainment purposes only. Right. But it, it seems funny, you know, I've got, I have a couple of Ouija boards at home for, for, yeah. for whatever reason, for some reason. And it would be against the rules of radio for me to bring it in and get a glass or a planchette yeah. and go, right, everyone, we're going to do this and, and do it. Or we, I, I couldn't yeah. suggest now that we all hold hands 
and we summon the spirits. I would never do a Ouija board. Would I've you, written would you so not? many Ouija board gone wrong stories in my career that there's no way I'm touching them. Nothing <laughs> happens. I've got one on this. A friend of mine, mm. ma- ma- my Dan, who's an artist, made one for me based around a guy called Frank Sidebottom. And it's a stunning work of art. It's in my living room. But... We did a show once, and I had this Ouija board with me, and I got it out, and I said, and I was about to do it, and I said, well, look, is there anyone in the room who's who's scared of this? Because if you are, we will stop. And this woman at the back went, I'd really rather that you you didn't. I went, not a problem, it's gone, we yeah. got rid of it. But So so what is the, what are some of the things that you've heard? Well, actually, when I was a kid, I did a Ouija board with a friend of mine and her two brothers. Oh, you were such um, a weird kid, I love it. I we think I was really quite odd. like you, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it was all really strange. I can't remember what message did come through, but she used to live in the most sinister place by an abandoned insane asylum. What? Amanda! <laughs> they kicked everyone out with the whole care in the community thing in Thatcher's time. So there was just this abandoned thing. So we were there doing a seance, doing it ahead with the Ouija board, and it was all, all went really weird. And the glass that we were using smashed, but literally smashed half in half. Stop it. And then, and I don't know if, and then a week later, her brother had a really bad accent, so I have no idea if they were connected, but in my head, that's always been, Mate. and it was really bad. I don't, yeah, I've always connected them wow. mentally. So for me, it's always been like something I would never go near, not after that. But, uh, yeah, you were using yours as a mouse mat. I was using it as a mouse mat for a while. <laughs> and I kept going to, like, porny witch sites. It was very se- sexywitches.com. So you you genuinely buy most of the stuff that's in your, your magazine. You're not one of those cynical editors going, get me those goddamn no, ghost stories. You're, no. you're believing this. But I this. talk to all these people, and I know they believe it. Yes. Right. So, That's the thing, isn't so, it? So, yeah. So, um, you know, I, they all, the, we're all having, it's all in completely good faith. Mm. And they believe it. And, I, you know, I've, I've, I take them at their word. So, yeah. Let's Th- put our headphones That's on. the got, part I find fascinating. Yeah. We've got, um, we've got Kev on the line. Good evening, Kev. Good evening, sir. How are you? Well, oh, right. Very well, Kev. What have you got for us tonight? Well, I've got a couple of spooky stories. Yes. Um, makes, makes me air stand on end thinking about it. Okay. T- well, you, any, any chance you could turn your sat-nav down a little bit, Kev? It's... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'm on my way to a breakdown. Okay. Yeah, oh. I, I was in the Aren't Royal Navy. Was on... <laughs> Can you hear me all right? Yeah, sorry, we're just doing really, really bad jokes. You carry on. <laughs> all right. I was in the Navy, and I was in the Asiatic on HMS Illustrious. Yeah. I've been on the ship that long. There's two stories, and they to death. And I needed wee halfway through my uh, watch. Yes. And so to the heads, the toilets... And I was having, and I heard someone sniff behind me. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, that's just, uh, you know, someone in the trap, you know, doing a number two. Okay. Anyway, right. I, yeah. I finished there, put it all away, turned round, uh, and there was just a wall behind me. Ooh. A bulkhead, frightening me to death. I went back in the ops room, white, and they said, what's up with you? And I told them the story, and they all laughed at me. But the worst one is, the scariest one of them all, where I was again on HMS Illustrious, we were at the ammunitioning boys, so you weren't alongside anywhere, you were out, out to sea in the harbour. There's no one else about, no boats come there, because obviously put missiles and everything on the ship. And there's two gangways on, on the um, aircraft carrier. You have the ship's company one and the ceremonial one. And I was quartermaster and I was on the ceremonial gangway. Because we had no um, officers or gold or VIPs coming on board, and it was like midnight on the middle watch. So I bored. But, yeah, um, but in the ship's company, 
gangway, yes. they have all the good magazines and things that you can have a look at. You I don't know, even want to know what those magazines might be, you dirty so-and-so. Oh, no, no, nothing, nothing like that. You know, Men's Health and things, etc. GQ and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Big boat so I play. went down... <laughs> yeah. I went at a, a Navy News, obviously. So I went down there to, to in the QM's caboose, you call it, like a desk, in there to have a uh, rummy through his magazines. Anyway, I heard someone go, shh. Imagine someone like putting your mouth to the thing, shh. So I looked over, it's pitch black, there's no one there, we're at, at sea, sort of thing, anchored to a boy. And I, I thought, oh God, what was that? I thought it was one of the stokers, the engineers doing his rounds, yeah. telling me to shut up. Anyway, but there was like the oil, big, um, you know, the big 50 gallon oil cans, oil barrels there. Yes, yes. And I, I walked over to them thinking he's hiding behind that. So if you're sat at your desk, imagine someone coming right up to your face yeah. and going shh, and you'll hear that and you'll see them. But that's what happened to me. Someone come right up to my face. It was cold anyway, so yeah. I went shh. I've never sprinted and run down the hangar of that shit in any mm. as quick as in my life. It absolutely fried. It's made me shake just thinking about it now. Mm. I've never seen a ghost. Yeah. But, but they're my two spooky one, things. One has told you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did, did you tell the rest of the people on the boat or did you keep it to yourself? No, I told everybody, obviously. And did they have a similar experience? Oh, uh, oh, when you're down the mess deck with a few tinnies, you get all the ghost stories now, like the white dog and things like that. But a lot of them are all like um, folklore and naval yeah. folklore, if you know what I mean. Spinning the dick, as they say. Spinning and, the dick, uh, did he say? Spinning dit, dit, Delta India Tango. Oh, the dick. Spinning the dick. I prefer spinning the dick, actually. But, but thank you, Kev, for that story. Thank you very much indeed. What does a story take, Amanda, to make it into Chat It's Fate? It's a great story from Kev. I'm guessing yeah. it's not quite enough. You need a bit, a bit more to get into your hallowed pages. What are you um, looking for? Yeah, something a bit different. We yeah. get a lot of stories that are obviously, um, people who've got people in spirit that are talking to them yeah. um sending signs get a lot of signs lots of feathers um from angels so yeah. but i mean those are still lovely but yeah i, I guess because we're into the hard stuff now you know we've done all of you're, those you're done with the, the feathers you're yeah. done with the you're done with nana nana sending some feathers on the anniversary of death you want the hard stuff. We want the hard stuff. A bit of Satanism, you know. <laughs> Look at her eyes. She wants apparitions. <laughs> Glowing apparitions. red. She demons. People like demons. But they do like all the angel stuff as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> you would think that now in 20, oh, I like you, 2019, the demonic stuff would have died down because, mm. you know, religion is being less and less subscribed to. Yeah, and, yeah. But the demon well, seems to be persistent, right? Opening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The demon thing seems yeah. to persist. Yeah, they're really popular. People love a demon and an entity. Although I haven't, I actually, if anyone's got an entity story, I would love an entity. I haven't had one of those for ages. Uh, we did a story I've, I mentioned. Before. Succubus. Yeah. That's, you want a su good succubus? Yes, that would be that would be fabulous. Oh, and also I'd love a curse. Oh. Uh, somebody has a really good curse story. Yeah. That would be amazing. What's the difference between an entity and a ghost? An entity possesses part of you, but it's sort of, it's, it's not, it doesn't, it's not a person generally. It's a sort of untangible spirit. Like a dark, thing. yeah. Like thing. a sort of, it is kind of demonic vaguely. Let's, 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 right, let's stop beating around the bush. There's only one reason we got you in here. Catherine's got a, a big crush on Roydaloon. Oh my god. <laughs> this is the, this is the only reason we, you're here. Let's, we, we've done the chat, we've done the plugging. She wants Roydaloon's phone number. <laughs>
now, I love Roy Deline. I'm obsessed with him. Now, just remind us the, and the, the, the listener what, what Roy does. What he's he's got an amazing look. Yes, a very distinct very look. look. He's kind of part Robert Smith from The Cure, part Noel Fielding. Mm. Right. Okay. Good-looking guy. He's a renowned dream analyst and psychic phenomena guru with over 20 years' experience. I mean, for example, all right, let's just read this one out. From, on. uh, this is from November 2019. This is the first one, a fishy tale. Dear Roy, spell R-O-I, by the way. Of course. I had a weird dream in which my two goldfish had died, oh. and I had to remove them from the fish tank. Only when I did, I found they had tiny cat's heads. <laughs> and they, Sorry. Don't laugh. This is a dream. Sorry. And I had a, and they had really bright, staring eyes too. That's from Isabella Charlesworth, 31, from London. Dear Isabella. Goldfish symbolise wealth and success, happy adventuring or emotional insights. The cat's heads could mean you're in a situation where your own feminine, emotional, sexual or independent spirit is under threat in some way. But you can see the threat clearly and you're not under any illusion about this. You've got this. So, you know, he's given her solid advice Wise there. advice. And he gets paid for this, does he? Yes. Wow, he draws a wage for this. Roy, what does, he, talk, what does he sound like, Roy Do, I, I've met him at a party once, but I can't really is remember. He southern, is, he, is he southern or is he northern? I don't know. That, I mainly, we mainly communicate over email. He's in America at the moment. Telepathically. Oh, so, yeah. I would love to know what he sounds like. And how do you find... Was Roy there when you came on board? Yeah, I inherited Roy. You inherited yeah. Roy? Yeah. Um, and are those letters real? Come on now. I think so. I mean, he sources them himself. But I think he gets them because he's on tour a lot. So, because a few, quite a few of them are from America, which is where he's touring at the moment. Right. So I think they are people that. So he does live shows. Yeah, he does live shows. Wow. He's Listen, our tongue, our tongue is slightly in, in, in our cheek here. But I, I've got a lot of respect for, for so many of these people. And Roy has provided us with, with some great entertainment. He's on tour, Catherine. We could, we could go and see a I'm Roy. I'm not going to follow him to America, but if he comes over here, I'll be there. We'll go and see a Roy DeLoon. I'd love to. Show. That'll be fantastic. Do you get. I've got, I suspect we might have a phone call. I, a couple of names on it. They're all good people, don't worry. But I suspect one of these phone calls is going to poo-poo you. Okay. And what you do, uh, do, do you get a lot of emails or tweets or do, do people get in touch and say, what is this crap that you are banging on about? You get a few people yeah. taking the piss. Can I say that? You, you can say right. taking the piss. On, on Facebook. Yeah. But Generally, the people who contact us are okay. interested in, in the subject. Well, let's see where this goes then. Good evening, Ollie. Hello, everybody. Ollie Hi. has a very scientific mind. That's I fine. Do. I'm married to a physics person. No. So, yeah. Are you really? Yeah. Wow. Here we Degree go. Physics. Here we go, Ollie. Argue Today. with that. Well, I wasn't come to argue. I was come to contribute. Okay, oh, go okay. on. But um, does chat its fate uh, give out money for exclusive <laughs> ghost stories? Wants to sell a story. Sometimes, yes. I want $25,000 for my story. Drop me an email. Oh. Well, hang well, on a minute. Can I save it for that? Give, no. us, give us a little sniff of the story, and I'll tell you what it's worth I, financially. I, I could be uh, possessed by an entity. Oh, right. You're, oh, wow. You're right. going to angle yourself. You're going to become entity bait. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, I, I think I, I have been, but there might be a scientific reason for it. Uh, but I would like to give you my story. Well, let, let, Brilliant. Don't, don't just phone up to broker a deal, Ollie. <laughs> it's not how this works. Tell us a story. If it's good enough, Amanda will, will put you in her excellent magazine, and, but I suspect she probably won't because already it sounds like crap. When, when I was 14, I was very sleepy. And when I woke <laughs> from my sleepy state to find a shadow on the wall, and then 
I woke up and noticed the shadow moved. Can I ask you not to, 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 to tell the story, but try and get rid of that sarcastic tone. Oh, sorry. Didn't it's do you any favours? the drama in. People like the drama. It's, it's like for okay. the money. I think he's going for an eldritch voice. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. And uh, it, when I noticed it, 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 it didn't move with me. Yeah. It moved towards me into my body. Did you I, feel any changes afterwards? I felt really calm afterwards, actually. Oh, a positive oh. entity. Which yeah. part of your body did it enter? <laughs> my my, my midsection. Oh. Your belly button. Or lower. Maybe. Maybe. But I would like to add some science now. Okay. Uh, I was deeply anorexic at the time and might have been seeing the whole thing. Right. Uh, Buzzkill, Ollie, thanks. <laughs> Jeez. He's just ripped up a check. <laughs> and it was a $25,000, Ollie. Oh, no. Unlucky. You should listen, because Ollie phones the show a lot, and I've, I've become friends with him off, 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 uh, off air, and we play video games together. You've always struck me um, as quite a, a fact-based person. Are you telling me now that you, you kind of buy into this stuff? For, well, I think all the time I knew it was anorexic, but I was... Um, I was spiritual one well, at one point in time. I was like very religious because I went to a religious school. Wow! And then um, I went the other way. You went Satanist. Well, that's the other way. Scientist. Scientist. Oh, okay, uh, that's the midway. Right. The midway. Yeah. How does the marriage work with a science person? <laughs> well, that, that's, that's a great a personal question. <laughs> that's a great question. How does your marriage work? Because mine didn't. <laughs> We get on surprisingly well. Yeah, my we just wife don't talk it. ghosts or physics. It's fine. Really? No, we do a bit. Does, Not physics, because that's does, really boring. Does, does he? Phys well, physics is. Well, here's the thing: it's possible that some physics can explain some yeah. psychic phenomena, and vice versa. There is a kind of connection. Yeah. And also, I heard that um, I, I was listening to a show on here the, on this station, and David Baddiel was on, and he's written a play where a physicist is um, kind of forced to admit, using maths, that actually there is a chance that God could exist. It's yeah. a tiny chance, or the miracles could happen. It's a tiny chance. Say there, Ollie, don't worry. Um, but, uh, but, but shut up. It's a tiny chance, but mathematically a miracle could... Please be quiet, Ollie. I'm, I'm talking to the guests. Thank you. Unbelievable. Mathematically a, a miracle uh, uh, could happen. Check is working out. Right, I'm cutting you off. Goodbye. <laughs> Um, and David Baddiel said that he spoke to, to Brian, uh, he spoke to a physicist a, a, about all of this, and that there are huge parts of physics that you kind of just have to believe in. There's no yeah. real evidence for it. It's just a theory, and you just have to believe in it, in the same way you have to believe in God, or you can believe in ghosts and things yeah. like that. that right, the, so there's an element of faith required. There's an element of faith in it, because you just cannot explain this theory, you know, there is no d d evidence, tangible evidence that this theory works. I think it's quantum physics or something, string, like string theory or something. Yeah, because you can get to time travel through that as well. Can't yeah, you? yeah. So he, but he doesn't buy ghosts. Your husband, he's not. Actually, well, he doesn't. But then we do live in a, a haunted house, so he has had a ghostly experience that he can't find a scientific <sighs> reason. What for. What happened in your house? He, I was out with my with my son um, up at the yard with my horse. And he was putting our daughter to bed. She was about seven at the time, so this must have been... Oh, no, she was a bit younger, actually. But, yeah, so he he was putting her to bed in her bedroom. He was on his own. He heard what he thought was me come in through the front door, walk up the stairs, and then knock on her bedroom door, which he thought was odd, because why would I knock on her door? I mean, he turned around and said, come in. Nobody there. And I got back about ten minutes later, 
and he was all he was completely freaked out and he says you know being a science person he just can't explain it but he thinks there must be a rational explanation for it i love it i love it what is um we haven't got the december issue not yet, yet no. not yet should, what, what, should do, arrive around the 15th do, do we know are you allowed to tease what might become oh you don't know do you i've put you on the spot there's january is it december i'm, I'm on november december, yeah december's out now Oh, oh, maybe no. your subscription's That's ended. That is, a, that is a possibility. <laughs> that is a distinct possibility. See, I thought we only signed you up for six months, but we got a year's worth. Spooky. So what... So, yeah, we've got angels, this one. What else have we got in there? I generally like a balance of angels and demons. Yeah. Oh, good and evil. You've got to get the 50-50. You, 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 you don't you? Yeah. I think, you know... My re- my readers are about fifty fifty, yeah. and they're on the sort of happy fluffy unicorns, and their hands coming out of graves. Yeah. So I like to get a balance between the two. So yeah, so I think I can't I can't actually remember. What's in it. I I like I'm you. I'm on January now. I've almost finished January. So <laughs> I like you a lot because I wasn't sure. I kind of expected a Stevie Stevie Nicks kind of slightly you know flowery skirts and you, you know you know yeah, what that kind know of vibe and you've come in and you're straight down the line you're very sensible and very you know matter of fact and with it um and i you know what you know what i was expecting catherine a kind of to waft in smelling oh, of justice that was it i was expecting a witch to waft in <laughs> smelling of justice i don't know where these calls are going to go let's try gary first good evening gary hello mate hello gary what you got for us backstory or just want the exorcism bit Wow. Oh, that all sounds good. Let's give, give us whatever you want to give us, Gary. This sounds uh, like gold, mate. Hello? Gary? Oh, no, I want the exorcism story now. Gary? Come back. Uh, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, what happened? I've, I've, I've got... Oh, it's a long story. I've got my phone. I'm going to pull over. Wait there. All right, we'll come to you in a minute. Come to you in a minute, Gary. God, this is... Uh, I think that's a phone call from beyond the grave itself. <laughs> Tyrell, Tyrell, how am I pronouncing your name? It's Tyrell. Tyrell, okay, there we go, Tyrell. What have you got for us hi tonight? Hi, Ian, hi, Carl. Hi. Um, it's the first time I've ever rung a radio station, so you'll just have to excuse me if I'm a bit nervous. Okay. Um, it, I love your show. I've, I've been listening to it for a couple of months, and um, I'm hooked every night now. Um, yeah, I had a paranormal experience when I was 12, yeah. when I was at boarding school. Um, we used to watch, um, movies up at the school chapel, which was detached from the main building. And, um, after we'd watched, um, a film one night, um, we were ushering all the younger kids into their dormitories. And as I went down into the main building, I could see a light downstairs okay. where we used to have an old school notice board. Yes. And we had an old school notice board and the new school notice board were, that were at opposite 90 degree angles to each other. And when I looked over the staircase, I could see a boy reading off the notice board, off the old notice board, but there was nothing on it. Yes. So I shouted down to him and told him to go to bed and he just ignored me. So I went down the spiral staircase to shout him again to tell him to go to bed. And as I got closer to him, I just got a really strange feeling. I got very, very cold um, and I started to feel upset. Um, So I went a little bit closer. I was sort of drawn to him and then he turned round. And his eye sockets were hollow. Ooh. Um, there was nothing there. That is terrifying. Um, 
but he looked at me, he looked through me, and he just smiled. Well, I, I ran screaming upstairs, yes. shouted the other prefect, and we charged through all the dormitories, because we thought somebody was playing a joke. Yes, I, I know that feeling, yes. And all the other kids were in bed. There was nobody out of their bed. Anyway, the next day, I went to one of the senior teachers in the school who'd been there the longest, and I asked him, um, has there ever been a ghost experience at school? So he asked me what had happened, and I told him, and he went very quiet. And then he spoke to me about a boy who was at the school in the 1930s, and the boy used to chew the buttons off his rugby shirt and what had happened was a button had got lodged in his throat and because the button couldn't be picked up by anybody um you know it couldn't be seen because it had lodged quite low down um he gradually became very ill and he died yeah and the teacher took me into the school grounds and at the far um, far end of the school grounds is about 70, 80 acres of school grounds. At the far end of the school grounds in the woods was a memorial stone to this boy, um, dated up until the, the, the year that he died. And um, everything, the, the old notice board, which mm -hmm. hadn't been used for years, wow. um, everything, everything sort of fitted into place. And ever since then, I've been able to detect spirits. Wow. wow. So I can, I can go into buildings and sense whether or not there is a, um, a spirit um, living within that wow. area. Now this, now Amanda, this is, this, is a, this. this is a great story. Yeah. Now how, supposing you'd met Tyrell and he told you this story. Yeah. Would you just take him at face value? Would you I mean there's no way you can kind of fact check this? Is there? He, he, he obviously means it. Yeah, yeah, know. he's telling it in a very it's, convincing way. That's a brilliant well, story. I, mean, I, I, can, I can give you, I can give you the name of the school you see for you know it can be sort of cross referenced yeah. from that. The school's actually closed down now. Okay, but the, the so you now have you now would say that what you have what some people might call the gift. Um, I I can hear spirits um they do try and talk to me um but I, I seem to have a bit of a blockage because um whenever i um, try to converse with any of them um i have difficulty crossing the plane so although they can okay. shout my name or say hello or cough or walk through me or even though that they're very present in the building that I'm in, or I can go into a building and say, there's a presence here, but I, can, I can't seem to be able to take it any further. Okay. I think well. that's what most people, I mean, realistically, they're ghosts, aren't they? they, they if they could communicate fully, they'd yeah. be doing that, but they can't. Now, that's left me uncomfortable, and I that's like left that. Catherine Goose smirking. Bumps. No, not smirking. That's not fair. I, I'm not smirking. No, I, I, I was trying to work out how... I, I was expect. Here's the thing. We sometimes we get a lot of prank callers, Amanda. So I'm yeah. always waiting for oh, the punchline. Okay. I was waiting for the punchline. I'm always waiting for the gag. Didn't quite there was understand no why there. he had hollow eyes. To I'm honest. Is eating buttons, wasn't it? He's just dead. He's just dead. <laughs> they don't look good. Why so horrific? <laughs> yeah, that that was the bit where I, I kind of waited for the punchline that something was going to happen. Like, uh, but but it didn't come. All right, we and got I found it fascinating. And obviously, Tyrell 
Thank Leave you, what Gary. he was saying. Thank you. Let's go to Gary. I want to hear Gary's um, uh, exorcism before we have a quick break. Go on, Gary. Well, right, do you want do you want a bit of a backstory, or do you want me to just go straight into it? Well, I, 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 whatever works best. Well, I'll give you a quick backstory. I was I was I just taking up photography, and a friend of mine asked me if I if I wanted some work, and like I said, well, what is it? You know, I think you know exactly what it is. So. She goes, well, just go and meet him. So I went to meet this guy, right, and he wanted an aura photographer. Yeah. Like, do you know what an aura is? I know what an aura is. It's yeah. the energy that surrounds us. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. And um, we've all got one. And he had this machine and this camera, and, um, you know, it took photographs of your aura. He just wanted someone to man it, really. You don't, it's not like you need a, a degree in photography or anything to do yes. it. So anyway, I goes, yeah, yeah, whatever, he's going to pay me. And so we, we, I started working with him. We'd go to all these psychic fairs, and he'd make a packet of money doing these 50 quid a time, do you know what I mean? And he'd read the photograph. Anyway, right, this guy used to make money hand over fist. I couldn't believe how much money he was making from, from his psychic powers. One day, we went to this woman's house, and this is the, this is the, um, the sort of um, exorcism bit. It wasn't... It, what she, she was having a problem with a friend of hers who was giving her really bad energy and sucking her dry, do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, you know, psychic vampire type person. Yes. And she wanted shot of her. So, me and, his, his name was Vince, went round to her house. We're, we're in her kitchen. Gary it's and quite Vince. quite a big kitchen. What? Gary and Vince doing an exorcism, yes. That's... <laughs> I like it. It's a good team. I've watched that. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I never thought about it that way. Yeah. yeah. Go on. Anyway, so we're in the kitchen, right? He's got a chair, he's put it in the middle of the kitchen, and he sat her down, right? And he's got out this bundle of twigs, which I understand is sage now, and it's all, you know, wrapped up. And he's lit it, and it's smoking. And he's, I'm not joking, he's walking around her, and he's doing like a Native American... around her, spot-on right? impression, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm laughing because it's hysterical, but this yeah. is true, yeah. right? So anyway, we're walking, well, he's walking around it, I'm watching, thinking, this is barking, man, what's the matter with me? What am I doing here? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm doing this for money. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, so anyway, he, he, he's kind of stopped, and he's held it at her chest in front of her, right? And Vince has turned around to me, and he said, can you hold this here for a minute? So I was like, yeah, whatever. I've grabbed it, I didn't move it, I just held it in the same position that he'd had it in, and all of a sudden, I had this bolt of energy go through my hand, through my wrist, all the way up my arm, and bashed me in the chest. Whatever it was, walloped straight into me. Scared the bejesus out of me, honestly. Is I couldn't believe it. Is it still in it. there? Sorry? Is it still in there? You tell me, love. <laughs> <laughs> What a bolt of energy! I love it. <laughs> I don't know if it was like his energy yeah. or the bad energy that she was expelling. I imagine it was his energy rather than hers. Yeah. Because otherwise, but I'd you felt it. it. You felt you you physically. I absolutely felt it. Yeah, it was like electric. Honestly, this is like 30, 25, 30 years ago. Couldn't believe it. Honestly, right? Listen, and beforehand, yeah. right? I used to be like. Ah, it's all a load of mumbo-jumbo, what a load of no nonsense. But working with Vince for that length of time, I could see things happening and I couldn't explain them. I was listening to him giving readings. 
and honestly, it was like none of th- th- this couldn't be primed for my benefit. So I don't know where he was getting it from. You sound like a very sensible, down to earth geezer. Wallop, you know. <laughs> um, so, Amanda, when you hear something like this, yeah. Mm. I, I believe I believe Gary's story. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Gary's in the man. What I'm saying, what I'm saying, happens to me. Yeah, I'm not saying it was a spirit or that's whatever. I'm yeah. just saying that's what happened to me. Yeah, right. As I say, I'm still a bit sceptic. My mum, when she was a kid, she said she saw a ghost and it was lying on the road. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's like that's what she used to say. But then again, in 1977. Okay. Uh, we got burgled, right? And yeah. this is in Slough, just up the road from Britwell, where you come from. I used Ian. to live in Britwell, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, I used to live in Rowan Way on the estate there. Do you know that one? Uh, yeah, 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 I do know. I was a month away. Yeah. Road. Yes. I used to live there. Yes. Anyway, yeah. um, um, yeah, we got burgled, and my mum suspected my auntie's husband of burgling us. <laughs> <laughs> so she went to a seance. Yeah. Right? Yes. This is like a little Italian peasant woman. Yes. Who went to a seance. In 1977, right? I'll tell you why I remember it was 1977. Because it was just after Elvis had died. Okay. And Elvis... We, we, the show finishes at one o'clock, Gary. Just to flag that up. Well, I'm still, I, I don't really even know me. I've still got half an hour drive. <laughs> 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 but yeah, Elvis... It wasn't Elvis, but it was somebody about... Uh, talking what about Elvis. What happened at, at the, the seance? That was it. It's something oh. to do with Elvis. Okay, oh, right, right, yeah. we, yeah, right, yeah, go, yes, go on. They did describe the person who burgled the house, yeah. Yeah, and he did look a bit like, he did sound like the, me, me, me auntie's husband, you know, me stroke uncle and law. And whatever. was it, was it him? Don't know. Great, great story, <laughs> Gary. Great I story. So I, I would have ended with the, with the wallop, the bolt of energy in the chest. But that's the, that's the thing, we'll take one more call, let's put those two breaks together so we can finish a little bit early. Uh, we'll, we'll speak to Stuart in a second. Chris and, and Alistair, we, have, we won't have time for you this hour, but we will speak to you in the next hour. Stuart, I'll come to you. But that's the thing. I believe Gary's story. Yeah, I believe him. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I don't know if he imagined it, but I believe that he believes that happened. And that's that's it, isn't it? Yeah. That's all you can take away yeah. from that. Have you ha- had any stories that have been too scary to put in? Nothing that's been too scary. No. You're quite warped. You've got a sick I'm, I'm, yeah, side. I'm very warped. So, so you put it, it in is. there. I've got to ask. Yeah. The haunted ass. Yes. You, t- you mentioned this on an email. Yeah. What is the story about a haunted so, arse? It was a few years ago, and the story came through a freelance, but I did the read back where you, you ring the person and read their story back to them to check they're all happy with it. And, uh, yeah, he was a young guy, quite good looking, about 25, I think. And he, he claimed that he heard, when, when he farted, he heard a satanic voice saying his name. He said it with a very sincerely as well. Gosh, that explains you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But there's also a sort of a smell. Give me that. Wow. Wow. I mean, he had himself exorcised. <laughs> Where'd they put that sage? <laughs> Wowzers. There's a story. The thing is, though, if you are the devil, you're going to do something like that because no one will believe them. Yeah, exactly. Um, Apart gosh. from me. <laughs> Almost no one will believe that. Golly, golly gosh. Isn't that amazing? Um, say we've had a couple of people from, who've been featured in the magazine yeah. come on, and they've been so delightful, haven't yeah. they? So yeah. really de- uh, delightful. I'm struggling to remember the, 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 the first, first person one. that we, we... Was it, was it, 
witch, was it a witch-based thing? Could have been a witch-based thing. I remember the young woman with the tea shop and her husband who'd been poorly. Yes. Um, but I can't remember what the other one was, but they were very delightful. No, and here's the thing, I don't disbelieve, the people I, we've spoken to, I have spoken to some people who I don't believe, yeah. but the people we've spoken to recently, and I have spoken to people in my past, you know, as a reporter, and I believe that they, that that's what happened to them, right? Just because that sort of thing hasn't happened to me doesn't mean it's not possible. We, we've had some good calls. Should we risk one more call before um, we let Amanda out? We unlock the door and let her go. Let's uh, let's try let's try Stuart. Good evening, Stuart. Uh, hello, Ian. Sorry, I've been dithering away on the background there. I, uh, my story is not as good as the arse story, I don't think. But um, uh, <laughs> but which story anyway. is? <laughs> well, well, go on. What well, have you got, Stuart? So basically, uh, uh, back in school, uh, went into sports, and I was obsessed with my. Um, my pulse. Okay, so you know, getting it as low as possible. Yeah. And I remember sitting in my lounge um, with my fingers on my on my uh, artery, counting. Okay. And I got down to thirty-four per minute, okay. which is really really low. Yeah. My mum, my mum was in the in the lounge. My brother was in the lounge, and then all of a sudden, I was looking from above. I left my body. Basically, um, it, now I don't know how long this lasted, but I soon got snapped back, and my mum and my brother were looking at me, worried. Now, whatever, however I looked when I was doing that, I have no idea, but it scared the heck out of me, and I ne I stopped, I stopped delving into getting my pulse as low as possible. How did you make your pulse as low as possible? Was it like breathing? Just, or? Just, yeah, just, yeah, breathing exercises. Just sat, sit down, sat down, legs crossed. I guess you'd call it meditation, but so, I was just... So tempted you know, to I, ask you to do it now, but I won't. Oh, but, but honestly, it's... It, it scared you, didn't it? It did scare me, but I, you know, it's just... What do, you think, what do you think happened? I have no idea. I know, I mean, part of me thinks, did I actually die? I was so, my pulse is so low, but, oh, I don't know. I did don't you, know what. and have you spoken, how old were you when you did this? Uh, 14, 15. And have you I spoken think. to your mum, you know, more recently about it? Remember that time? No, I, I no. I've, I've never told her that. I saw, I saw from above. I literally, I left, I looked, I was looking down. Is your mum, is your mum still with us? Yeah. Could you have that conversation with her now? Do you think she'd remember? Oh, I, I, I doubt she would remember. Right. She's a bit, you know, I, I don't think so. I don't know if okay. my brother would either. You know, I mean, my brother's three years older than me, but they both were looking at me and have asked me if I was okay. God, have a chat with your brother. Say, say do you remember yeah. that time when it looked like I passed down? Yeah. And if he remembers it, say, look, this sounds crazy, but this is what, this is what was going on for me. Yeah. Stuart, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. I love the way, man, you just sit there nodding very sagely yeah. hearing these stories. I was slightly jealous of his out-of-body experience. I'd love one. I bought a book when I went to university. I bought a book on how to astral project. Did you? I couldn't do it. No. I couldn't do it. Because I, I, I was into hypnotism. I learned hypnotism. And, I, and it, this, at the time, I don't see it as much such now, this astral projection looked like the next kind of yeah. step forward but i couldn't i couldn't do it there's all these tricks about you go to bed thirsty and you put a glass of water in the kitchen and 
you, my, and I would just wake up and go and get the glass of water, so it didn't happen. No. You, you've never had anything. I can lucid dream sometimes, you know, oh. and you control your dreams. Yeah. But I've never astrally projected. That would be amazing. What? I've done quite a lot of these things. I have done a bit of, you know, shamanic stuff. Yeah. And it's all fascinating. And what? stuff does happen. So, yeah, it's great. What do you do in your lucid dreams? Because I've have had them a few times. And then I just do really boring things. Yeah, so do I. Really things. dull things. Like, mainly I'm like, wow, I'm lucid dreaming. Yeah. Get me. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> You've had a lucid yeah, dream. where you recognise that you're dreaming. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And then what tends to happen is you just control it so things stop being nuts. <laughs> yeah, and then you're flying. And then you're like, actually, I'm, I can just stop now. And then you're like, oh, I can't do that now. Wow. Yeah, that was a good bit. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the January issue you're compiling now. Yeah, just finishing give us, that Give us a now. headline from that. What can we expect? I mean, you'll hear it um, on this show at some point. A rapist goes pinch my bum. And we've got that's our lead story. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that yeah. bombshell. <laughs> Amanda, it's so nice to meet you. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. And it's I, been I, a I, I appreciate your patience at sorting this out. And uh, thank you for chatting to Faith uh, because it's, it's a joy. It's so oh, good, isn't I'm it? I'm so pleased to hear that. You, uh, we ordered it online. You got your subscription online. You, you, you can get it in like Smith's and your usual. Yeah, you can buy it from Lidl, Asda. And it's and just in the, the sort of, I hate to say this in a, I don't mean to sound demeaning, what we might call in the olden days the sort of women's yeah, section. It's, yeah, it's in the, with, generally with the weeklies. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Amanda Fleetstreet, it's so nice to meet Thank you. you. Keep doing the good work. Send our love to Roy DeLune. <laughs> uh, we will carry on with your phone calls. We can, Amanda's going, but I'm more than happy to carry on taking your spooky phone calls. Or, to, you know, we'll do the usual nonsense. 0344, I'm so late for the news. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. They sack him here. They sacked him there. Sometimes it's harsh. Sometimes it's fair They'll sack him again, my friends This we all know Until then It's the Ian Lee Show Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We go. We're just saying. I'm Ian Lee. Uh, I was in. I'm a celebrity a few a couple of years ago. And other stuff. Catherine Boyle has been. I've done nothing with my life. Exactly. Uh, she produces this rubbish. She co-hosts this rubbish. She does more than me. Um, wasn't Amanda lovely? Yeah, really nice. That hour could have could have been a bit ropey, and actually it was brilliant. We've got some great stories from you, dear listener. So thank you for those. I was waiting for the punch to the guts and we didn't get one no we didn't get one that that one story where it got quite gory i thought oh this is going a bit further than the usual yeah. i wonder what where it's going to lead she but was rubbing her hands with glee though amanda well she likes it gory that's why <laughs> um but yeah it's uh, it's interesting i do find it fascinating the things that i mean that aside because if you did see that that's, that's something else but the explanations that we'll jump to in our yeah, minds and yeah. i and i've shocked myself by doing that in the past, like I woke up in the middle of a, a um, an earthquake and assumed it was a poltergeist straight yeah, away. That yeah, was the thing I, yeah. I went for. I had a weird dream once. It must have been a weird dream. It must have been a weird dream. But it was during the time when I'd had uh, toddlers. So I had uh, my eldest and she must have been about two and she was in her own bed rather than in a cot. Yeah. And so it wasn't unusual for her to sort of wander out, but she was pretty good at staying in her own bed. And there was this one night where I kind of woke up and was half awake and I could see this figure that looked like the outline of her, like sort of golden curls and standing on the side of my bed. And then 
<clears throat> as I focused, there was no face. <laughs> but that must have been a dream, right? Mm, yeah, that must probably. have been a yeah, dream. Yeah, it was a dream. That was a dream. Because, right, this is another thing. How many of these spooky stories happen when people are just waking up yep. or just falling asleep? Yeah. Yeah. But my sister will swear that she's seen things vividly. My mum will swear that she's seen things vividly. There's a whole... That side of my family is pretty... Uh, but also, spooky. here's the thing. <clears throat> I think maybe sometimes we question these stories too much. I just enjoy the story. I retweeted the other day, Halloween, a great thread on Twitter about a guy who said, look, uh, here's something I've never told anyone, but when I was a kid, um, I used to sneak down into the kitchen and I would, you know, I was like seven, eight years old and I worked out I could eat whatever food I wanted. My parents never noticed. And I did this for a few months and one night I went down and I saw a figure hunched over the kitchen table that was sat there, it was a man, and it was eating food, it was making sandwiches and eating food, and I stood and watched it, and I was terrified, and I ran upstairs, and I hid under my bed covers, and in the morning, I told my parents exactly what I'd seen, and they looked, and they looked, and they couldn't find any evidence whatsoever, and I was in really big trouble, I forgot about it, and then, about a year later, I heard a rustling, in the air conditioning, just above my bed, in the wall, a rustling. And I hid and I was terrified and this rustling got noisier and noisier and eventually I ran out and I told my parents and they looked and they found where a man had been sleeping for over a year in the air vents watching me from my bed. This is right, you completely like balls that up. Sorry? So towards the up? end, no, so put the mute back on. Okay. So towards the end, it's, and sometimes I would get the feeling I was being watched, dot, dot, dot. Uh, a year later. Okay, pretty much. Wait, there was a terrible smell coming out of the air vents in our home. Terrible smell coming out of my bum at the moment. I know, I noticed, I didn't want to mention it. We decided to investigate it. And when the heating engineer went inside the air vents, he found a man who died He'd obviously been living in there. Yeah. There was a cushion next to the vent in my bedroom, and there were also notes and drawings. There we go. And they wouldn't right. tell me what the drawings were of. Okay, mate. Okay. That's the end of the story. Okay, right now. Whatever. It's pretty much what I said. Obviously bullshine. But what? It was a what a great. It was just a great story, really well told, told better by me. But it was a great story, really well told, and sometimes I just think. Just, just let the story be the story. Just accept the story for what it is. Um, Laura said, Laura, 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 give us a call. 0344. Oh, no, Laura's fake. Uh, oh, no, Laura might be real. Oh, Laura might be fake. Laura might be fake. I think Laura's fake. Um... Yeah, Laura's fake, so I'm going to block Laura. So, no, don't give us a call because you're fake. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, um, you'd be very welcome. Um, hang on, there's... Watch... Right, it's ten past eleven, so I can play this. Watch Nicola Sturgeon singing The Monkeys Hit I'm a Believer on campaign. What is, th what is this? Scotsman, Scotsman website... First Minister Nicola Sturgeon has struck the right chord with her supporters whilst on the campaign trail. Footage has emerged of Nicola Sturgeon um, 
on the campaign trail singing along to the monkey's hit I'm a Believer. The First Minister appeared, Ibanez acoustic guitar in hand, at Dalcluth <gasps> Community Hub in Midlothian. Sorry? She took a guitar? Gotta have a listen to this. We're allowed to play this now, aren't we? Uh, here, uh, yeah, watch the video. I don't care about cookies. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Nicholas Sturgeon singing the classics of adverts. Flipping adverts. Someone tweet this to Mickey Dolenz. He loves all this, um, this kind of, uh, this kind of stuff. You can give us a call about your spooky stories. Or if you just want to phone up and have a little, uh, chitty chat. If you want to tell me I'm an, I'm an idiot because I'm getting those two kittens. Pretty much. I had a cheeky phone call. It looks like next week I'm getting two kittens. Even my boys said, Dad, your house is going to stink. Here we go. Here's Nicola Sturgeon singing, I'm a believer. Oh, why can't we hear? There we go. It looks like a, a Christian weekend away. Is she playing that? No, it's two old men. She's not singing just yet, and she's not playing. She's holding, but not playing. I don't think she's singing. Uh, she's not singing. That's other people. Oh. She's just sat there holding a guitar and Awkwardly. not playing. Cheats, cheats, cheats never prosper. If you want to tell us your stories of cheats prospering, by the way, always happy to to hear those. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Shane. Evening, sir. Shane, what have you got for us tonight, please? And medal. What have I got for you? Something spooky. Yeah. Keith Flint's possessions are for sale on Thursday at an auction in Cambridge. Oh, I saw this. Yes, yes. How long ago did Keith Flint pass? Three months? Uh, don't know. Oh, turn your radio off, you muppet. Hang on, let's check. Better. 4th of March 2019. March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. It's only seven months ago. Wow. November. Eight months would, ago. Flipping heck. Would you buy his sofa? Uh, I don't need a sofa. Would you buy his trainers? I don't need any trainers, but I bet... That here's the thing, right? Rock memorabilia goes for an absolute fortune. There'll be people that will buy that stuff. Of course there will. Okay, would you buy his turntables and mixers? Oh, I bet they'll go for an absolute packet. <laughs> if you pardon the expression. Well, do you not think, I don't know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get the innuendo. What, why, why are you, what, why are you, I don't understand why you're finding this funny. What, what bit of this do you not get? Don't understand. No, I don't understand what, I don't understand what, you, you're, you're asking me if I would buy something, then laughing when I say probably. I don't understand why you're telling me about Keith Flint. I don't understand what you don't understand. Because it's spooky. How is it spooky? To buy a dead person's possessions. Are you, jo are, are you joking? People buy dead people's... Have you never heard of antiques? <laughs> They're dead <laughs> people's possessions. You can see the dust on his tables. Right. Have you seen the website? No. 
Have a look. Have a look at the um, collection. Okay. Well, what is okay? Um, Keith. It's Flint. the room. It's uh, Cambridge. Um, Keith Flint auction. Um, uh, uh, okay, Keith Flint's. Chaplin's. Um, personal possessions. Yeah, some, there's a load of, load of gold discs. There's some uh, artwork. There's a picture of. It looks like. Is that Mr. T looking at all of that? Yeah. You're joking. It's a, 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 a painting. Um, loads of gold discs. There's his uh, uh, bed. Um, uh, loads of posters, <laughs> records, hats. Yes, yeah, so it looks like a great collection. I don't get what the problem is. I just find it a bit weird. What are you going to do? What, 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 what are you going to do? It? Keep it all in storage? Burn it? Give it to a charity shop? What are you going to do with it? Uh, wear it, probably. <clears throat> Who? Who's going to wear it? Someone would. Who? <laughs> are you high or something? Because this is making no linear sense. That's why people will buy it, to either wear it or to, you know, huge fans of the Prodigy, who were a huge band, so they can go up. We all like having... We don't all like, let me take that back. There are many people who like having possessions that belonged to their idols. True. Thanks very much for your call, Shane. If anyone knows uh, what that was about, then um, answers on the back of a postcard, please. Let's go to Leslie. Good evening, Leslie. Hello, Ian. Hello, Kath. Hey, Leslie. Hey, Leslie. What Hi. you got for us? I'm Leslie in France. It's my second time calling. Bonjour, madame. Bonjour. Uh, bonsoir. Bonsoir, monsieur. Bonsoir. <laughs> monsieur. Le croque, um, monsieur, madame. <laughs> that's almost, that's almost, you could work that into a lovely... You're, you're, you're nearly fluent there. <laughs> Thank you. You could work that into a lovely Abbott and Costello sketch, your croque monsieur, madame. I didn't ask for a croque monsieur, madame, I asked for a croque madame, monsieur. You know, there's something, <laughs> there's something there with a bit of work I could fashion something. Oh, very good. You need to work on the accent just Th a wee bit. Um, you can talk <laughs> with your Irish, your broad Irish accent there. Scottish. Okay, apologies. And I heard you making a fool of my wee Nicola. Um, oh, I, I wasn't, I just <laughs> thought the video, I thought kidding. the video was I'm supposed to be kidding. her singing I'm, I'm a Believer and it's not. I'm only kidding. I'm phoning you with a, yes. a, 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 not a, not a spooky thing, but a weird thing. Go on. I'm, I'm not religious, but I was brought up that kind of way. Yeah. And uh, my poor mummy, I'm, I'm not trying to be morbid, but my poor mummy uh, died at 61, um, so very young. But there was a time when we actually managed to talk about afterlife which is a difficult subject, but we actually had a bit of a laugh about it. Yeah. And we decided to make up a password. So if anyone ever said to me, you know how you get some people saying, I've got a message from them. Yeah. yeah. If I was ever in that situation, then I'd go, what's the password? And then I'd know if it was really from her. So we had a bit of a giggle and we thought of a ridiculous password that no one would associate with her. Yeah. And uh, no one could ever guess. They really wouldn't. It's, and I'm not even going to say it because... I didn't even tell my partner at the time because I thought, I need to know that I have not told a single person in the whole world so that if it ever happens, I can't go, oh, well, such and such might have said to such and such and said, don't say anything. So I made sure no one else knew. And you wouldn't, it's not, you wouldn't guess. So today I was having a wee dilemma and I was thinking, oh, God, I really do have a chat with my mum. And then my aunt sent me a picture um, just to say that she'd just come across a card that my mum sent her. Yeah. And it made her think of her, and I said, funny, I was thinking about her today as well. Yeah. And she said, well, maybe it's a sign, maybe you have to talk to me and said, and I jokingly said to her, yeah, but what's the password, Big Viv, right? Yeah. Now, she doesn't know what I'm talking about, and she instantly wrote the word back to me. No! 
I'm not joking. And then I went on video call and I, I couldn't even speak to her. I wasn't upset, Shut but up. I was, I didn't know how to cope with it because that was for me and my mum, well, particularly for me, I was thinking, I'll definitely know. That is definitely, the, I will but know could that your, could really, your mum have really played, trying to communicate. Could your mum have played a password game with Big Viv? No, because, <laughs> no, no, Big Viv lives, no, no, she hasn't. So there's no way that she, she played that game? My mum basically was unconscious practically within a couple of days of that because the morphine, they up the morphine and stuff and then you just sleep for a long time. There's, there's no way, no, there's no way. And my, and if she, my mum was ever going to tell anyone, it'd be my sister and brother and she wouldn't. And they don't know it. Holy so, um, shit. I don't know quite how to, <laughs> I don't know whether to be excited or not, and I kind of feel like I should be more gobsmacked. Because yeah. I thought if it ever happened, but I never expected it to happen. Gosh. You'd expect yourself to go, and oh that, my God, it's amazing, there's an afterlife where they can communicate. Nah, it but it's be, so it's weird today. It did that, and that happened today. You say it's a coincidence. Yeah, that just happened a couple of hours ago. You say it's coincidence, Ian, but... How extraordinary was the word? It wasn't something that you would just slip into. Okay, I'll tell you what the, I'll tell you no, the password. No, it wouldn't be something dessert. like, oh, don't, because you might, if you get it right, then it, I will. Is it, is it dessert? <laughs> Pardon? Dessert. Oh my God. It isn't dessert, but you. Is it oh. desert? Do you know what? So that you believe me, yeah. I'm going to copy and paste my conversation with my auntie and you'll see the times. Right? What have, what have we just. How, who can I send that to? Send it to me. Because I did it all through Messenger initially with Am my Am I close aunt. to it? This is freaking me. <laughs> Whoa, what's going on? Can you, can you email it to Catherine? Listen, I really, I've promised I will never say the word. Now, I've told my aunt she can tell her daughters the story. Because we were both like, oh my God, what does this mean? Can you? But I said, could you, you can tell the story, but don't say the word. So she's not going to say the word. So I don't want to. No, don't say the word out my mouth. Could you email that screenshot to Catherine now? I, I, once I work out how to do a screenshot oh on a Mac, I will. <laughs> but oh Screen my goodness! Oh, and do you know what I'm going to do as well? If you don't mind, put this on the podcast, yeah. and then I can squirm at my own voice. You, you need to do. <laughs> hang on. It's Shift Command, command four. and four. Right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I get it. Shift Command Four, and then, and then you draw a box right. with like the cursor, and then you let go, and I've it goes. Done it before I just couldn't remember the buttons to press. Right, hold on. And it, oh. you let go, oh. and it goes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, wait, um, but we were also talking about something else before that, so I'll make sure you're not getting that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, right. listen, Leslie. Did we do the quarter pass break? We're, right, we'll do the break. Catherine, if you go and speak to Leslie off okay. air and make sure we get that. If I'm, if I'm close with that password. Something very, something very strange is happening. Uh, Bill, Laura, Alistair, Greg. This show has got very weird. And I don't quite know what's going on. But we continue. This is Talk Radio. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers right. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, whatever. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. So is she emailing? I'm She's confused. So me. did I get close to the word then? Is that what that was? I, yeah, I think so. All the she time says, she was talking to me, the word dessert was, was just being screamed in my head. She said she was freaked out and she's not going to sleep tonight. Yes, right. I mean, you are often thinking of puddings, it's got to be said. What's going on? 
What have we tapped into tonight? Hang on a second. I, I might, I might have an answer. Um... Atención. Este es un aviso importante para todos los ciudadanos. Manténganse dentro de sus casas, lejos de sus ventanas y puertas, y fuera del alcance de todos seres no humanos. This is an urgent public service message from Her Majesty's Government Department for Homeland Security. Let's go to Laura. Good evening, Laura. Hello, you all right? I'm fine, Laura, yes. What have you got for us on this rather spooky November the 5th? Guy Fawkes Day. You said it wasn't Guy Fawkes Day. I know, Day. Get, there's a sign in the kitchen, Laura, that says, have a great, right. have a great Guy Fawkes Day. Well, there's no such thing as Guy Fawkes Day. It's bonfire night. We don't celebrate yeah. Guy Fawkes Day. No, we do not. We do not, Laura. We do not. No. Well, absolutely. Now, first off, I'm just ringing up to clear my name because I'm not safe. Okay, can you speak into the phone? You're very muffled. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, no, I'm just ringing up to clear my name because I'm not fake. It was me on Twitter. What? I can't remember what, what was you on Twitter. Oh, right. No, it was where you said that you thought I was a fake account. Oh, was that you? Oh. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I tell you why. Well, God, well done you. Thank you. I tell you why. Because there is some weirdo, mm. and they've done it done it several times tonight, um, who sets up these accounts and they have no followers and they're following four people, and yeah. your account has got no followers and you're following four people. <laughs> oh, strange. So but you're a real human being. Oh, I'll, I'll, um, I'll unmute you then. I muted you. I'm going to unmute you. Apologies. Oh, thank you. Apologies. No, no, no. Thank you for for um for calling in. Um Well no, I just don't normally use Twitter, you see, that's why. And I just thought, oh I'm missing out here. <laughs> and also your name is Laura and then it's a really, really long number. Why why did you put a really long number? that's not your phone number, is it? No. Um I don't know why it did that. It didn't <laughs> give me an option to do a username when I was making it. Uh, I just couldn't right. be bothered to change it. <laughs> Okay, well, I, this is it. I'm, I'm, either the bots on Twitter have improved incredibly and they ne can now make phone calls. <laughs> They're now sentient. Or Laura. <laughs> Laura is a real person. Well, thank you, Laura. I appreciate you calling in. What did, what did you, what did you call in to say? No, well, basically, it was just to do with, like I say, earlier on today. Yeah. Just trying to add a bit more flavour in my life. Um, I decided to go for a past life regression hypnosis thing. That was it, yes. Go on, go on. It was one of the most depressing yet spooky things I've ever experienced in my life. Why was it depressing? Well, basically, um, it's really complicated, all the stuff that they end up doing when you're actually going through the hypnosis. Yeah. But, when, I d I'm not sure if I believe in it or not, or whether it's just me coming out with a load of old rubbish but um both of the lives that this like hypnosis person tapped into yes were both really really dark like, like, like how dark well the first one like the way that she said that she did it was they'd sort of tap into two and the first one would be sort of like a, just a bit of a look at it and they wouldn't go in very in-depth. And then the second one, she'd have a bit more of a sort of poke around. Poke around, yes. Right. Now, the first one, mm. um, apparently, I was a 19-year-old girl in America. Yeah. Called Lucy. And 
there wasn't a lot going on bar the fact she was like, oh, what can you see? And I was like, fire. Um, and she was like, what's on fire? And I was like, the wagons. Right. So then, basically, what transpired in that sort of scenario was yeah. that I was looking for my family and I was pretty convinced they were in a burning wagon. Oh, my God. Yeah. So but, what like, did it, oh. but what did it... What did it feel like? Did you actually feel like you were there? Or did you feel... And it's always tricky with hypnosis, because I, I used to be a hypnotist, and several hours after hypnosis, the brain tries to explain why you've, you know, forgot the number seven, and it kind of makes up an excuse for you. But, but do you, did you feel you were actually there, as this 19-year-old girl watching this happen, or did you feel like you were making up a nice story to keep the hypnotist happy? Well, it was really weird and quite difficult to explain. It's like I was aware that I was sat in the chair where I was at the time. Yeah. But it's like my brain was somewhere else. And, like, I would sort of subconsciously, I was sat there going, no, this has got to be a load of old rubbish, but I just kept saying stuff. Yeah. Wow. Um, so it was just really odd. So, like, it's, it was just very automatic. And then what was the um, second life that you made, uh, that you were regressed to? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm not, I don't buy, I don't <laughs> buy past life regression. I find it fascinating. Yeah. I, I kind of think we have a life and that's it. Well, to be honest, it's one of them where I have no idea, but I thought, well, you've got to try these things. Yeah. You know, yeah. something different. Well, the second one, um, that was the one, obviously, like I say, where she sort of had a bit more of a prod around and yes. stuff like that. Uh, in that one, it was apparently 1901, mm. and I was a 46-year-old man called Philip. Philip. And basically, in this bit, it, this is where it got, like, really, really depressing for me, um, because in this, it was, like, Christmas time. Yeah. And it was really snowy, and I was in, like, this high street, and I could hear, like, these bells going off at a church in the distance and she was asking me all these questions about like how do you feel and this that and the other and basically it was like oh I feel really alone and basically the person that I was at the time just wanted to curl up in the snow and die and that was it. Blimey. Well, God, that well, you would be depressed. You went there to think, shake your life up a bit and you came out feeling miserable. Well, this is the thing. And then it's like I say, she went a bit more in depth. So there was like two other points of this person's life that yeah. we supposedly... But I, I bet there's no to. point that we can fact check and date and verify. Well, this is the thing. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's one of them where afterwards I did think, oh, I'll have a nosy, but it's not likely that anything will come up. Um, and I haven't found anything yet, but, you know, I might have a nosy again in the future, but it's probably a load of old cobblers. How much did it I, cost, I'm Laura? looking up whether there was snow in 1901 around Christmas time. Oh, do you know what? I didn't think oh, I did. Oh, this is a tra trained journalist we got here. Ah. Go on, Catherine. Where, and whereabouts? 1901. Snowfalls were only little or average again, passing more than a resemblance to the... Some heavy falls were recorded. So it could be. Right. It could be. Doesn't disprove well, it. Apparently, to me, like I say, I don't know exactly where it's come from, but to me it was in London. Snow, London, Christmas 1901. Okay, here we go. Well, it'll be Christmas, well, 1900. 
1901. Well, he said around Christmas time. In 19... Was, I, I think it was around Christmas right, time, yeah. like I say. To me, it was, anyway. All right, so... Fact-checking life. 1901, cold, dry and fairly sunny, a dry summer and autumn. Uh, let's see, March, April, May, July. Let's go to December. Uh, unsettled weather prevails for much of the month with temperatures varying from mild to rather cold. On the 7th, the maximum temperature was almost 13 degrees. On the 12th, nearly 21 millimetres of rain fell, but towards the end of the second week, a spell of colder, more settled weather developed. On the 17th, the minimum temperature was close to minus 5, and the high on the 21st was just around, just 1.4. So it didn't snow. Around Christmas, it turned milder and changeable again. Doesn't say anything about So there was no slow, Laura, so it was bullshit. Don't surprise me, to be honest. Well, well you don't well, know why you were lying in the snow. You might have been absolutely out of your mind on booze, so maybe it was 1902. <laughs> Laura, thank you very much for that. 0344 Let's go to Bill. Good evening, Bill. Good evening, Bill. Hello. Hello, Bill. It's not Bill, Okay, well, do you want to come near the phone? Yes, I can hear me now, are you? I can hear you now. Is right, David. I'll tell you my story. Okay, why does it say Bill on my right. screen? I don't know, no idea. Well, you would, have, you would have told Amy that your name was Bill. No, I didn't tell her, didn't tell her my name. She didn't ask me the name. Hang on one second, just stay there then, David. Amy, are you not following normal procedure and not asking callers their names? He came up as Bill and I called him Bill and he responded, so I assumed his name was Bill. What's he like? What, what, what's she what's like? Ah! A logical human being. <laughs> All right then, David. Who's yeah. Bill then? Because someone from this number would have called up as Bill before. Well, I don't know. It's her getting mixed up. My name's always Bill. No, 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 it's not her getting mixed up. It's, it, it's the phone system. is a computer-based system. And as we all know, regular listeners to the show know, this phone system never, ever fails. It costs a quarter of a million pounds. All right, David, what you got for us? Yeah, I'll tell you my story. I had an apartment in hospital at, at Chapel, right? And she'd been in about three days, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was asleep at home, you know, at Doncaster. And uh, I woke up that that she'd passed her on. When I went to hospital, she had done like, it, I'd like a, I woke up, it, it gave me a shock like that she was dead like, you know what I mean? So you woke up knowing that she died? Correct, yes. And when I hung up, they compared it at hospital. Blimey. That's, um, not to d d d demean that in any way. Apparently that's quite a common phenomenon, that, 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 that when someone very close passes, yeah. people can often know it despite having not been told it. Yeah, well, it, sh it was up to my system. Oh, I'd never yeah. experienced it before, right? Oh. Is that the first time you'd had a psychic? Yeah, that's that's only time really. But blimey, I'll, I'll get going. I'll, I'll just tell you, mate. Nice All one. Right. Thank you, David. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you very much. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Alistair. Oh, evening, Ian. Evening, Catherine. Some Hello. show tonight, huh? Oh God, it's. Uh... As it's gone on, I'm getting more frightened. I'm Ian, getting very, 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 I'm going to turn the lights down in here, because I'm <clears> getting <throat> very, very uncomfortable, but I like it. It's a bit spooky, I like it. What you got for us, Alistair? Well, first of all, if you don't mind me asking, what's that website customers looking at, old weather 
weather pictures because that's interesting. I put, I, it was london-weather.eu from year 1900 London weather, but I'm looking now. Oh, God. Days with snow. Right. Past life regression oh. isn't, doesn't that exist. It's not real. I know, but come on. We'd all like to see that it was snowing in London that, that winter, I wouldn't suppose, we? I suppose we would. <laughs> so I'm just making sure. Right. I'm going to look at a few different places and see if I can be absolutely sure that it didn't I happen. was born on the 8th of October. 1901. That was a, that was a Sunday, 1961, Ian. Hey, yeah. And I wondered if there was thunder and lightning as I was being born. Jesus Christ. But... Was there thunderbolt and lightning when uh, Ali uh, Alistair was being I born? I don't know, I'm looking at London weather, so... Oh, we can't, you Google it yourself, you pudding! Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Go on. Was there anything else you wanted? Yeah, well, Go just on. to say, I mean, um, I was going to uh, ask Amanda a, a question about a magazine. Wasn't, wasn't um, she good? I liked her a lot. Yeah. We'll get her in again. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, now, I'm, I'm a bit of a cynic when it comes to all these things, Ian. Yeah. Um, but, as you know, I'm a massive film buff, and I did re-look at, um, you know, the, the, um, the Exorcist, the version you've never seen. Yeah. Um, I looked at that again and thought about the fact, and I googled it a bit, and apparently that film was, was based on, uh, the writer based it on an actual reported event in 1949. Yeah, here's, here's the thing. Any film that says, based on a true story, inspired yeah. by actual events, that doesn't, that, that does not mean anything. I tell you, the, oh, yes. the, the, the greatest, the greatest example of those all, of all, is Fargo. You know, have you ever seen Fargo? Oh, One yeah, set in yeah. the snow. <laughs> and at the beginning enough. of the film, it says, this is based on a true story. Yeah, no. It's not. They just put that no. there for a laugh. Which I thought, yeah. when I found that out, I thought that was, that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my favourite movies, actually, that one. Well, Fargo? Uh, uh, yeah. I haven't seen um, it for, yeah. I haven't seen it for years. I'd I, like to see it again. I read something about that film. The fact that the police officer was pregnant was just by accident, because she was actually pregnant, the actress. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's such a great, it's such a great film. I haven't seen it for years and years and years. I, I, I need to give that another go, I think. I was going to ask Amanda, that does she get, um, well, people who write in about sort of things like exorcisms, probably, you know, the scariest type of things that, you know, people say go on out there, and whether or not that she then gets concerned about whether people are getting too heavily into it or belief of it, that they are becoming mm -hmm. psychologically kind of, you know, unhinged. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, well. it's a good question. She's on Twitter. For, I'll see if I can find her again on Twitter and, and, and you can tweet her. Um, that's a really good question, Alison. I'm sorry we didn't get time to, to put that no, to no, her. No, don't worry. But, but thank you. I appreciate that. 0344 499 We've got Greg. We've got, we've got Mo. This is the Late Nights Alternative. Weeknights from 10. It's getting a little bit spooky tonight. And I'm, I'm happy to carry on in that direction if you want. If you want to call in about nonsense, here's uh, something I, uh, I wanted to do as a phone-in. We'll stay away from politics now as we get closer to midnight. Once we get to midnight, we enter what we call purder. I don't actually know what, what the word purder is, where it's origin from. It basically means, because we're coming with six weeks or however many weeks to, to the general election... We can't really talk about the general election without having to adhere to some quite strict um, rules, which the newspapers aren't 
parties. Newspapers can, you know, tomorrow can print vote Tory, vote Labour. They can say whatever they want. We on the radio can't. And uh, just as we get close to it, let's 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 play it. Sorry. Purda, the custom found in some Muslim and Hindu cultures of keeping women from being seen by men they're not related to. There we go, so that's what Purda is then. Catherine has to um, wear a hijab. not speaking to anyone. Yeah, Catherine has to wear a hijab. Um, has she sent that picture of that conversation yet? I want to know how close I was to the word. Let's have a look. Yes. We'll find out after this. The Late Night Alternative with that man, Ian Lee. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Hmm. We're having a spooky show tonight. We had Amanda in earlier on, editor of Chad's Face. She was a brilliant guest. We'll get her back in in the new year because I love that. Um, and you've been sharing your spooky stories with us. Thank you. We had a call earlier on in the show from Leslie in France. Kath, do you want to remind us what the thrust of that call was? Well, Leslie's mum had died very young, about 61, I think she said. And um, before she died, uh, they were talking, and it was just before she died. So soon after this, she was given morphine and she didn't regain consciousness, yeah. right? And they'd been discussing the afterlife and... They made an agreement that they would have a password so that if anyone in the future ever suggested that they were speaking on behalf of Leslie's mum, she would know whether they were full of it or not, yeah. right? So she had this password. She's never spoken it to anyone. She wouldn't tell me what it was, but she sent me the video, well, the link to the video Her chat. aunt guessed the password, right? And while we were talking to uh, uh, Leslie, her aunt guessed the password literally earlier on today and it blew her mind and I, all the time she was talking I had this word just being shouted in my head, so I threw it out you know sometimes you like to you know, you, you throw a basketball at a hoop just as you're passing and it never hits but if it, if it did go in, imagine how cool you'd look, yeah. so I just shouted out while she was talking, is the word dessert and it silenced her yeah. Now, she has sent in a screenshot of the conversation that has the word. We're not going to say it on the air, so you've got no reason to believe us, because she asked us not to. She sent me a screenshot of the conversation she was having with her Auntie Viv, and it's exactly as she said. My mum and I agreed a password so that anyone claiming to be speaking for her would have to know it. What's the password, Big V? LOL. And the word that Viv came back with... And then it's obvious that they went to video chat after that because, as she said, she was so right. freaked out by it. So and you've got you have you have seen the word, and when word. you saw it, you sat back in your chair and did that thing you do with your hand when you've seen something scary in a film. You're, like, oh. you're going to show. You've written down the word. You're going to show it to me. Yeah. I said dessert. Mm -hmm. Show me the word. It's not that close. It. It's not that close. Come on. Out of all the words in the world. Out of all the words in the world, it's quite close. But it's, I was expecting, I was hoping it would be closer. That's pretty damn close to me. Let me show Amy and see what Amy says. All right, Amy, have your mic on, please. Now, be genuine. If you're not impressed, don't be, you know. Oh, that's the best contribution you've ever made, is that... I was impressed with that. Ah, I've done better. Uh, Laura says, mate, can you not call it Perda, please? I'm spending all my time working in government, gov, 
saying that it's pre-election. Sorry for being a pedant. Well, well I'm, but it is perder, though, isn't it? So to us, it is, yeah. To us, it's per, to us, it's perder. So your your pedantry is uh, incorrect. <laughs> I think I don't. I mean, I'm not. It's not a hill I'm prepared to to die on, which is my favourite phrase at the moment. Um, but I I think we're I, I think we're right. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that that we're right. Um, also, we don't work in local government, so your rules do not apply to us. Yeah, man, we're anarchists. Screw you guys. Uh, good evening, Greg. Hello. Hello Wasn't Greg. Perda in the New Avengers, played uh, by Joanna Lumley? I, or think, that I think I think Perda was. So of course, everyone, women in the early 70s were getting the Perda haircut. That was My mum had that haircut. It ruined her wedding. Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't it, what she was asking for. No one else could carry it off. No one else could carry off the Perda haircut. And I bet it took a lot of maintenance. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Reggingtons! Hey, Ian. my throat. Hang on, sorry. I've got so much crap down my shirt, I don't know why. Oh. Clean jeans on today, though. Very clean jeans. Hey, I'm getting two, I'm getting those two new kittens. Oh, I know. Terrible mistake. What am I doing? I'm going to have five cats in my house. I tell my youngest, my boys, and they laugh, and your house is going to stink. And then I sent them a picture, and their hearts melted. When I lived with my mother, she was a cat woman. Yeah. Oh. She was a mad old cat woman. Oh. And I think maybe we had about four or five at one stage. Mm. Yeah, she mm. used to kidnap them. Mm. You mm. know, sort of entice them in with bits of ham and stuff because they looked hungry at the door. Used to come in and never go out again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And she used to feed pigeons. Uh, well, I'm not going to feed pigeons. I'm not I'm, I'm not a mad old cat lady. I'm a mad <laughs> old cat man. Yeah, uh, well, that's, good that's, for you, because I'm a cat lover myself. I love a man. Here's the thing. Uh, I, I'm, I've got three cats. One is very old. She, she's nearly 21. She can't be around for much longer. The mm. other two are just over a year. And uh, But I live on my own. I'm really miserable, and they bring me... Cats bring me so much pleasure. Sorry? That's the definition of the cat woman, isn't it? Oh, God, it is! <laughs> I don't see my children, so these are like my little babies. Ah! <laughs> what have I done? What have I become? I've become that guy. I remember once at school, when I was about 14, I was really mean to a kid called... His real name was Oswald, we found out, and that's partly why I was... I think he, he pretended his name was Antonio, and we all called him... I called him Oswald when I found out that was his real name. And he, I remember once he turned to me and he said, Ian, you know what? One day... If you carry on like this, you're going to be really, really lonely. And now, 32 uh, years later, I'm thinking, Oswald was right. Antonio was right. As I buy my fourth and fifth cat, Antonio was very, very correct. Anyway, Gregory, what you got for us? Well, regarding yesterday's little chat we had. Yesterday! Oh, my... And by the way, can I just say, at the end of the show, I threw out a, f a, a fact that I wasn't sure was correct or not. And I googled it straight after the show. And yes, Dolly Parton wrote Jolene and I Will Always Love You on the same day. Imagine. What a day. What a Jolene, talent. I Will Always Love You, boom, on the same day. What a talent. What a talent. Anyway, regarding yesterday's little chat we had, regarding... Yeah. Um, that word, a shawaddy waddy. Yeah. Was you joking, as in me coming to the studio? 
it was a genuine once-in-a-lifetime offer, and, uh, you poo-pooed it. Ah, uh, okay. You poo-pooed it. Okay, never mind. Genuine once-in-a-lifetime anyway, um, offer. <laughs> yeah, it uh, was genuine at the time. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I went, my missus was, uh, listening to you, the show yesterday in bed, yeah. <clears throat> and I came down to make a phone call to you. Yeah. And I went back up, and she said, are you going to do it? You, didn't you agree to it? Why didn't you agree to it? I said, well, it's a joke. Come on, said, Greg. No, no, we don't joke on serious. this show. This is a serious, fact-based show. It's a documentary. <laughs> it's <laughs> documentary. <laughs> Even I can't back that one up on <laughs> Uh, I'm, uh, I'm afraid. Okay. Well, I'm sorry for doubting you. Oh, mate, don't worry. And I saw you getting okay. down about it on Twitter. Don't worry, mate. It's all a no, joke. I, I, all a bit I, of fun. Okay. I don't, listen, I don't, I, I love you, man. I think, I, you're, but here's the thing. Shh, 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 shh. Curtain being drawn for a second. Your, your bits of the show are, are one of my favourite bits. Uh, you're okay. never getting sacked as the, uh, Shawadi Wadi correspondent because okay. I ain't going to allow it to happen. Um, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Though, yeah. I have got a very interesting fact about Shawadi Wadi, which I learned last Saturday when I visited my brother in Dunstable. But I don't think even... Oh, hang Shawad on. I don't uh, think... Oh, no. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang oh, on. Hang no. on. It's time for an impromptu and very, very exciting Shawaddy Waddy update with correspondent... Greg. That's... Greg. Oh, dear. So you go on about spooky stuff. This little jingle haunts me. Now, that sound haunts me, but... Okay, here we go. When I visited my brother in Dunstable last Saturday, he's very interested in my silly little bits, which I talked to you about on Schwaddy Waddy. So I always play him my little um, phone calls to you. And um, I don't think even Schwaddy were not Schwaddy Waddy know this, but when I was playing my clip from last week, and if you remember, you were singing Angel Eyes to me. Written by Tommy Boyce, who also uh, co-wrote uh, a lot of songs for the Monkees, yes? Oh, right, very interesting. But he's got three budgerigards, and mm. when you started singing that, with them playing it in the background, Shwaddy Waddy singing it as well, his little three budgerigards started um, chirping. I don't know if, if they mm. was trying to tell you to shut up, or they actually they looked as if they had a little smile on their beaks. I think... Oh, it's not, it's not finished. Nope. So I think they actually, you know, Shwaddy Waddy is big in the budgerigar. No, he's not finished. Budgerigar um, world. And I'm, I'm sure one of them was doing a little, this is a joke, but one of them could have been doing a little uh, jig on the perch, little dance to it. But no, that's true. They did actually start cheeping, chirping when you started singing that song and stopped when you stopped. There you go. Maddie. Oh. Back to the studio. Oh. Okay. And that, that was a Shawaddy Waddy budgerigar update with our correspondent. <laughs> Greg. That's. Greg. Now, Shawaddy well, I, I must email Siobhan tomorrow and we'll sort that out. She's kind of, they're coming in the studio and I could not be more excited. Shivani Vani. Shivani Vani. Um, Mo. Hi, how are you? Uh, I was fine until you came and sucked the vibe out of my penis. Whoa, come on. <laughs> well, I'm good, thank you. Anyway. We didn't ask. Not interested. Uh, well, you know. Anyway, can you please have a song? Can we please have a song? What does that mean? Can you please have a song? What does that mean? Uh, can I have a song, Gress, please? 
Yeah, sure, go. And what would you like? What song would you like, caller? You know the song that goes rabbit, 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 rabbit. That one. Yeah. No, I don't the know. What song rabbit. is that? What song is that? The one that goes rabbit, 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 rabbit. No. Is it a Christmas song? You know the song by those two English dudes. The two English dudes, right? And how does it go? Yeah, Chas and Dave Rabbit. That's one. Oh, is it right? So Fred. Uh, do you know what? I will play that when we come back from midnight. Okay, please do. Thanks for your call. Uh, what, what is this? Kiss, kiss hits. I met Bam Bam tonight. We met Bam Bam tonight, didn't we? Met Bam, or as he calls himself, Bam. Now, is he, is he dropped the first name or has he dropped the last name there? He seemed like a very nice guy. I thought I'd met him before. I thought I'd met him before, but, um, you don't know Bam, you don't know who he was. He, Bam Bam was huge, right? He was, um, the breakfast DJ on Kiss. Before Kiss became the slick, was Kiss a pirate radio station for a while? I think it was. I think Kiss, Catherine goes to Google it, she doesn't believe me. No, I'm, I'm trying to get beyond the vague to the facts. I'm giving you the facts. Kiss was no, a pirate... No, you said I think. Okay, here are the facts. Kith, Kiss, Kiss, Kith and Kin. Kiss was a pirate radio station, Kiss 100, pirate radio station, and it went legit in 1988. Mm. Kiss FM first broadcast 7th of October 1985 as a pirate radio station, initially to South London, then across the whole city. Then when did it go legit? Went legit... 91. Hang on, let's have a look. Uh, 90s, 80s, it doesn't say, hang on. Pirate routes. Legal license. 89, September 1989. I said 88. Um, there you go, and now it's one of the biggest... Gosh, it was part of EMAP, I used to work for EMAP. Well, it's one of the biggest, uh, crappest music stations. In the... I listen, I've got Kiss tuned in. Kiss is tuned on my second page of presets, though. So I've really got to work to get there. But sometimes I like having a little bit of Kiss on. I quite like history. Um, I don't know what that is. Uh, the older ones, but I he would was, know. But he did the breakfast show on there, Bam Bam and Street Boy. The Street Boy was like Justin Dealey. Uh, for years, and it was huge. It was huge when Kiss was, when it became legit, it was still, now it's kind of like, um, like magic. You know, it's, mm. it's, a, a, or heart. It's more like heart in that it's, it's a very, it's quite a mainstream station. Um, but when it first, you know, became legit, it was still seen as a very, very cool, underground, um, kind of place. Anyway, we met Bam Bam tonight. What a delightful, and polite, nice person. polite gentleman he was, because he was very shouty on the show. Was he? The of course he was, yeah. Breakfast show in the 90s, a lot of shouting and sending Street Boy out to do crazy stuff. You know, it was fun. Um, but I, I'm, um, I'm send him a tweet. Let me find him on Twitter and send him a tweet, because we were late for a meeting. So we didn't get time to chat. All right, we've got another hour of this to go. I'm enjoying this uh, uh, tonight. 0344, normally I hate it. 0344, 499 The switchboard is empty. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Rabbit, 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 Yo. 
There we go. Uh, who'd have thought Mo would actually make a decent contribution to the show? You know, even a broken watch um, is uh, right once or twice a day. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We we carry on with your. Um, we're now in, in Perda. Am I even allowed to say that? Yes. I can say we're in Perda, which means we are in the run-up. We're now officially. In the run-up to the general election, December the 12th. So I can't say anything political. Can't say bad things about him. Can't say nice things about her. Or him. Or, or, or them. Or them. I can't say I like that policy or I dislike that policy. Can't say it. Keep stone. So... Instead, I'd like to know which bands are superfluous. Now, by that I mean, if this band, if you just took this band out of history, it would have no impact on music whatsoever. I'm going straight in there. This came about because we heard the Stereophonics. Uh, so I'm putting the Stereophonics out there as a band who serve no purpose whatsoever. And if they were erased from musical history the world would be exactly the same. You know the wings of a bug, the beat of a butterfly wings in Brazil causes a tsunami in, oh, Christ knows where. Somewhere else. Somewhere else, you know, all of that. But, um, you know, and if you, you, if you, if you go back in time, you can't kill baby Hitler. You can't kill baby Hitler. Um, because it would, the, the, the ramifications are there. But, you, like, you couldn't go back in time and kill the Beatles before the Beatles happened because that would change the face of popular music forever. But you could take the stereophonics out. I don't mean kill them. I mean, you could lift them out of, of existence. Let them all become dentists. Yeah. You could lift them out of existence and it would have no impact on music. You can't, you know, you get bands now or artists now interviewed. Who's your favourite band? Well, when I grew up. It, it, for me, it was the Stereophonics, just their version of Handbags and Glad Rags. Just, uh, I first heard it as, as the closing theme to The Office. And, uh, Kelly Jones's, uh, voice, rasping voice. It's what really inspired, and the drummer with the curly hair who's sadly no longer with us, which is just an inspiration. Um, Stuart Cable, was that his name? Who's the drummer from, don't Google it, let's work it out. I don't know. Died. He died, he got booted out. I think he liked to party a little bit and he was a bit of a wild man. Big, very tight, curly perm 
Cable. I'm going to say Stuart Cable. Uh, and he passed away. So we're taking out the Stereophonics. Superfluous bands. O three. Oh, you can call in about anything. You want to carry on the spooky stories. I'm loving those, actually. But you can call in about anything, apart from politics. Oh, three. Because I just can't be bothered to balance up. But we can, we can talk about politics, but it's just hard but work. We'll end up talking about it for, yeah. like, three, four times as long as we want yeah, to. Yeah, so let's just not bother. Unless something massive happens, uh, let's just not bother. So, oh, three. We had to, we had the talk today about what we can and can't say. And, and very nice person, uh, talking us through it. Claire, very, really nice, actually. Absolutely bonkers. Completely insane, but wonderful. Nice to meet someone on our level in the office. Someone, someone of our age in the office as well. They're all kids. But all the time she was talking, I'm thinking, yeah, we're not, we're not going to talk about it. So you're all right. No, she was really helpful because what she, she was, was doing was telling us what we could do as well as what we, yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. But I'm just thinking, yeah, we're not, not gonna. gonna. We're not gonna. <laughs> but thank you, Claire. Um, so, superfluous bands, please. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Rogers suggesting Coldplay. I disagree. I disagree. I think if you removed Coldplay, it, then Simon it, Cowell would have nothing to back <laughs> his sad stories with <laughs> on the X Factor. Is that Coldplay? I thought yeah. that was Snow Patrol. Coldplay as well. Was it? Yeah. Which one? He yellow. Does, diddle diddle dum. Is That's it a yellow. scientist? Oh, I don't know. I don't think oh, he's a scientist. No, he's a singer, isn't he? Chris not Martin. Me, that one. Um, okay. All right. Trouble, it's called. Uh, okay. Uh, any bands, Catherine, that are superfluous? Well, I would say the Beastie South because I don't like them, but I can uh, see. Oh, no, we can put them. We can put them on there. They fit. But they're part of a. I mean, they were part of a kind of more sensible. You know, and they were writing songs that were about something. I guess that's useful. I just don't like them. No, they're gone. They're gone. Okay, they, good. All right, good. They are, they exist no more. So there'll be, there'll be some business, uh, um, some traveling salesmen tomorrow getting in their car, driving up the M1 and they'll reach for their beautiful South CDs. They won't exist Gosh. any more. All right. We seem to be hitting a rich seam from around the late eighties, early nineties. So I'm going in with, I'm going to put this out there. Jamiroquai. Right. Give me a good argument. Give me a good argument why Jamiroquai matter. Because um, they made people grow up and start listening to Stevie Wonder, the good part of Stevie Wonder again. Ooh. But but people would have discovered Innovisions and the other good Stevie Wonder album, whose name escapes me at the moment. People would have discovered those. I discovered those songs in the key of life. Yeah. Do you think they would? I, I think, think people would have discovered. Introduction. If you like Jamiroquai, then you would. I think people would have discovered them anyway. I certainly did, without JK and the and the boys. Okay. So I'm going to put no JK. So I'm going to put Jamiroquai down. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I'm thinking. You know, when you said about the guy um, in his estate car driving to his sales rep job yeah. and not being able to have Just go through all his CDs and get rid of beautiful them. Beautiful South. Well, I'm thinking it could be replaced, and it would be better off if you replace the Beautiful South. If you like them, yeah. Try the Divine Comedy. They're better. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So Jamiroquai. If you like Jamiroquai, try Stevie Wonder. It's better. Oh, I've left my heating on. But because I'm a celebrity, I can turn my heating off with my telephone. Yeah, that's right. So the heating's on at the moment. And I can turn it off. There we go. Just saved a few pennies. And, and the less, planet. In, less importantly, the planet. Yeah. 0344. Four nine nine one thousand. So we've, we've we've got your spooky stories, we've got your bands. What are superfluous to requirements? And also, um, 
you just f- I felt really low today. Um, r- r- just really low. And there's stuff, you know, there's always stuff going on. And it's partly because I had to, it was, uh, the, the, here's the, here's the thing that no one, they, they don't tell you when you get divorced, right? That, uh, that, that when you get your kids for the weekend, it's the most joyful, it's wonderful, wonderful. As I said to my boys, um, I said, when you're here making noise, this house becomes a home, right? It's like, when I'm here on my own, ah, yeah, it's a nice house. When you're here, the house comes alive. Cause, cause I just let it make lots of noise and it just the house becomes alive. But what they, what they, they don't tell you is that when you take the kids back, you've got to go back into a really empty, cold house. And we had such a nice weekend this weekend and, um, but my youngest, my seven-year-old, nearly eight years old now, my God, really, has really struggled the last few times I've had to take them home from kind of about lunchtime to what, a lot of, when are we going back? When are we going back? I said, well, we're going back in a couple, got go back in a couple of hours. Okay. Can we do something nice before we go? And we actually had to do a bit of homework because they hadn't done their homework. And I said, we'll do the homework. And then I tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll play a game together or something for half an hour, but I've, I've really got to get you back it's up late and you've got school tomorrow and all of that. Yeah. And, um, just leaving the house, a lot of tears. And of course I have to be the, I have to be the responsible grown-up. I have to be the responsible dad. That certainly, um, I don't want my kids to begrudge going home. Don't want my kids to begrudge their mum. And I've had a couple of conversations where the youngest has said that he doesn't love mummy. Oh, and I've had to say, but yeah, but that's, you're saying that because she's the one that takes you to school and does all the boring stuff. But if you live with me, I would be doing all the boring stuff, you know. She does fun stuff with you, so we're having another conversation. And, um, and I don't want him to resent going home, because that's where he lives. And also, I, I don't want, you know, my ex to, to think, well, the boys are having a great time with their dad, but they don't have a, I, you know, I want everyone to have a great time with everyone. Yeah. That's what I want. It's not that kind of divorce, you know, I want everyone to have a great time. You want there to be a smooth transition and for it to be as plain sailing for the boys as possible. That's what the whole plan has always been, hasn't it? Yes. Um, and so taking him home was, it was really sad because he was crying. Then he fell asleep and then we got home and it was really tough and I just have to do this. I give him a cuddle and I explain why this has to happen and I say, well, I'm seeing you. I'm going to see you on Friday and we're going to have, I'll pick you up from school and then in a couple of weeks you'll come in to stay again and we're doing this and we're getting really close to Christmas and we've got all these fun things planned. But of course kids can't, kids can't think three weeks ahead. That doesn't mean it. That's like a life. That's not as I say, well, in 10 years, we're going to be doing this. It doesn't mean anything. Three weeks. So I kind of have to give him a hug, give him a kiss and say, I really love you. And, um, let, should I go and, do you want, do you want to go and have a cuddle with mummy? And he has a cuddle with mummy and I have to leave while he's crying because I've got to be the responsible dad. And I can tell him I feel sad and I get it. I can't stand there and cry in front of him. I've not got a problem with crying in front of my kids. I, I have done at times. But that, I think, is a, is a time when I have to show some f- sort of strength and normality and say, well, you, you know, this is... And then I go in the car and I have a little cry and I go home and the house is really empty and I've got a blinding headache and I have a doze on the sofa and I wake up and I'm freezing cold and the house is really quiet. Really quiet. And there's a part of me that likes getting rid of them because, you know, the, the, I like the peace and I like, actually, I'm, I'm learning to like my own company a little bit. Um, but 
I miss, I miss the boys. Yeah. I miss my babies. You know, I miss my little babies. And I think that has partly got me down today. It's, it's been bubbling for a few weeks. That kind of got me down. I got, I, I, I wrote quite a self-exposing email of apology and regret to an agent yesterday who, in a kind of fit of peak, I sort of said, I don't want to work with you anymore. And I realised that's probably one of the worst decisions I've made in my, in a career littered with terrible decisions as one of the worst. And so I wrote him a very humbling email saying, I've made a terrible mistake. And this is why I, I think I made that mistake. And I would really like to work with you. And I got a really polite reply back, really polite actually, but basically saying no. And that I think has knocked me a little bit. I was expecting a no, I was expecting a slightly harsher no. It was very decent in the way he wrote it, but it's that thing, when you expose yourself, it's it's hard to take a rejection, isn't it? It's like when you ask someone out and they say no, it's like, oh, should have just kept quiet. Even though that makes no sense. No, of course it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, because here's the thing with the with that particular thing. Yeah. There was a reason why you didn't work. You decided that it wasn't working. Yeah. Don't forget that that you did feel like that. And yeah, yeah there was other stuff going on, but you did feel like yeah. it wasn't working out. And it was good just to apologise for apologising's sake. Yeah. And yeah. at least now you know for sure. Yeah. Anyway, I can't remember why, why this, this, um. I just see you've been feeling down and it's been bubbling away. Carl says, Ian, I think you should do a human zoo show like Tommy Boyd. I think you're the only person capable of bringing back this amazing. Have you never listened to our show, Carl? For God's sakes, I've been doing Triple M calls straight to air for the last 20 years. For crying out loud, Carl. Have you got no idea who I am? I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The, um, the, um, oh, Gerald, I'll come to you in a second. The, um, transcript book, you've got seven more days to buy it. Seven more days to buy the transcript book. I know I said I was going to carry it on until Christmas, but it's kind of stopped selling now. So it feels, uh, I, 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 and I don't, I want to pay the money over in one big lump. Uh, and it's kind of stopped selling. For those who don't know, we put out a book transcribed by you, dear listener, thank you, of some of the best bits, some of people's favourite bits of the radio show. Really, really funny, actually. Really funny. We've got Paul Denan coming in next week. I've got to sort that out. And we'll get him to reenact some of the scenes yeah. for me, because that would be great. Um, and all the... Pr- it's twelve ninety nine plus postage, but all the profit, which I think is five ninety eight per book, is going to go to the Samaritans. Do you want to try and get them back again, please, Amy? Thank you very much. Indeed. We've raised over two grand. Um... And so you've got seven more days. So Tuesday of next week, I am going to take it off sale. If you want to get it, you go to lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com, and type in the late night alternative, here's the thing, something like that, and it will pop up. It's a green cover. Uh, and the reason I'm doing that is because it's kind of stopped selling. So I might as well, if I give it a boost now, we might be able to squeeze another few hundred quid out of it. Um I, I kind of feel that that project is done. I want to get the money to the Samaritans. And also, it's, it's presenting me with a really, with, with a not great tax situation. <laughs> I, I've got to pay a few hundred, probably be about four or five hundred quid tax, which will come out of my pocket. And I said that that's what I was going to do and I'm cool with doing it. 
Um, but I'm, I'm skint at the moment. So, uh, so basically it's, it's a tax concern for me, which is boring, but I will pay the tax on it. You know, all the money you, you, you pay will go. And then on top of that, um, there'll also be more money from gift aid as well that, that kind of goes, goes on top of that. So anyway, Tuesday next week, um, the book will be taken off sale. It will become a collector's item. And thank you to everyone who's bought it and uh, everyone who's enjoyed it. Let's go to Gerald. Good evening, Gerald. Snore. 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 Gerald, wake up. You're on the radio. Ah, oh balls. So I am. I don't remember ringing. Sorry, Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Hello, Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. I have had a really good day. Someone came up to me in Tesco. Other supermarkets are available today to pay for their shopping. They recognized my voice from your show. They said, Hello, Gerald. I hear you every time. Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle take calls straight to air. So I said, Unexpected item in bagging area. If you have a club card, please scan it now. Please follow the instructions on the pin pad. Thank you for shopping at Tesco. And they went on their way. Mm. Anyway, I have to go now. I have a nine o'clock start in the morning. And I want to get into work before 6.30 so I don't have to listen to Julia Hartley Brewer. Cheerio. Thank you. No, I I agree. Isn't it funny? Those computer voices are better than they were three years ago. But they're still some way off Mm. what I would have thought we would have been capable of. In 2019, yes, I would have thought that it would have been more. Hello, I'm a computer. Yes, I am saying these words, but I am a computer. Yes, but it's still a bit stilted, isn't it, Catherine Boyle? I told you yesterday at the end of the show, Limmy Limmy discovered that the word insomniac backwards is I can't sleep. Or, was it, or I need sleep. Something like that. I can't... Um, I wonder if I can find it. If I can find the clip of him doing it. It sounds like it must be bullshit. Oh, God, I know. But it's incredible. It's insomniac. Let me see if I can find it on his feed. Did he post it up? Um, I don't get it off his feed. He will have manipulated it. Here we go. Here we go. Um, now, this might have swears. Okay. Insomniac is I'm asleep. Here we go. Or I, here we go. This might have swears, so I'm hovering. Here we go. I can't really hear it in that. But it is insomniac backwards is I must sleep. How can it be? I don't know, man! It's not got a P sound in it. Well, it will be, it will be sleep. You, and you make up the, um, thing. I wonder where, can someone, hang on a minute, I wonder if it's on YouTube. Darth Limmy, insomniac. Without all of that, um, can someone find the clip, please, and let me have it? Because it's incredible. And it blew his mind when, uh, it blew his mind when he found it out. 
We could, we could, well, I mean, I don't want to, no, I don't want to steal his patter. We're going to patter thing. We say we could do it, but I don't want to steal his patter. So instead, um, uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to Chris. Good evening, Chris. Good evening. Chris, what can we do for you tonight, please? Um, I'm sure with, with those records, you're just making it up as you go along. Literally no idea what that means. Well, because you can, um, where you play songs backwards. Right. You can, you can, Make up whatever you want to make up in <laughs> what you want to listen to. Okay. Still not really got much of an idea what you're talking about, but let's get to your main point. No, it is, though. It, 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 who was that band? Um, you, you're, you're like um, um, a colander. Not, you're like a colander. Not, not and I'm, you're Sabbath. like a, you're like a colander. And I'm pouring the what, vibe just, into you. And I'm desperately trying to hold the edges, but I just can't stop it. The vibe just keeps pouring out all over the floor. Who, who was that, um, um, Ju- not Judas Priest, I think it was? Yes, oh yes. They, yeah, they got fined for, I know. Having suicidal uh, satanic messages back, supposedly yeah. backwards in their record, yes. Exactly. So that's yes, why you I can, Chris. Say. Chris, yes, you can. But don't you think it's amazing that insomniac backwards is I must sleep? Well, I, 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 I don't know where you're getting that from. From Limmy. I saw Limmy do it. Limmy put it out as a theory <laughs> that he'd heard as a kid, and it's then not he real. did. No, it no, is. It is. I saw him do it. He put it out as a theory. I almost swore then. I almost... Uh, yeah, well, you I, swear I, and you get a punch in your face, you idiot. I, I, I... Can we, can, can we carry can on? You, Jesus. I, I was going to say bollocks. Right. We're, we're, we're a tough it's, guy. It's rubbish. Yeah. It's not. Will you listen to me? Okay. He, he had heard it as a rumour as a kid, and then he tested it live on a stream while we were watching. He recorded him saying, Insomniac, and then, I must sleep. And then he played them both backwards, and it worked. Well, that's very, um... It's very true! It happened! No. What do you mean, no? I don't believe... I don't believe it. Well, it happened. I saw it happen. Jeez. Anyway, Chris, what did you call him for? Um... Come on, man, please, come on! Right. <laughs> no, 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 I, uh-huh, no right, no, just come on! Don't, don't, don't... Go on, finish the sentence, don't... Oh, I, I'm a caller. Yeah. You should be polite to me. Oh, bollocks, should I? I know. Come on, just, just get, make a point. Stop leaving massive gaps. I, I never have a point. Thank, I know that, that... Thanks very much for your call, Chris. I mean... If that's your thing is, I never have a point, then... There's so far I can go with the... I don't have a point thing. I've noticed there are some callers who mustn't have a point when they ring because they'll talk about the last thing that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was it. So we're talking about the last thing, now... And they don't even necessarily have a view on it. So, yeah. Ah... The, whoever is in this next trail is the person you're next going to sleep with, Catherine. Oh, great. Let's hear it. 
The voice of reason is on Talk Radio. Hello, I'm James Whale. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. You're sleeping with James Whale. Right, I well, found the... again. I found the clip, but it might. Okay, there, there we go. Goes, All right, well. there we go. All right, well, we won't play that game. <laughs> I'll just take this call. Let's go to uh, Lala Lamine. You're on the wireless. Oh, hello. How are you? Ah, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to my bed. What can we do for you tonight? Oh, oh, oh God, I didn't expect to come straight through to it. Um, how much is your tax bill in? Oh, here we go. What for this? Um, for this book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we'll going to be. It's going to be three, four, five hundred quid. I don't quite got the title yet. The total, yes. I've got it sorted, mate. I'll, no. I'll, I'll cover that. No, you will not cover that. I would love to. You, a, a little donation. You a will. A cheeky donation. You will do. It's to Maritons. You. Maritons, my friend. You will do no such thing, sir. You will. Oh, stop it. You will do you no such thing. Box. You. Back in your box. You. No, listen, I said I'd cover it and, and I'll cover it, but I just kind of want to get it sorted. So, don't, I, you are very. Very, he's put the phone down. Very kind man, but um, I'll do it. I'll do it. I, I said I'd do it, and I'll do it, and I'm and I'm I'm fine with it. It's just come at one of those, you know, one of those times when I could do with not having one of those times. But we'll do it. We've raised loads of money for the Samaritan, so I'm cool with that. Hello, line two. You're on the wireless. Uh, for some reason, I got dropped. Oh what no, happened? I didn't cut you off. I thought you hung up. Oh, it's, it's my dick. No, no worry. My dick. I, want to, I want to deal with this. No, let, you're not. Let, I, I want to. You're not going stop to. It. You're not going to. Stop it. Nope. I want to deal with You're it. You're not going to deal um, with it. You, if you... Yes, I, I would love to. Who are you? Are you, are you Alan Sugar? Are you, um, John Lewis? <laughs> no, Peter Lewis. Peter Jones. That's it, Peter Jones. <laughs> I, 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 no, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, I've called you before uh, and had a lovely call with you a few weeks back ago on the Point Show, oh. and I think it would be a lovely thing to um, so, for me, it would be lovely to do that, to, to pay that as a, as a little donation into the Samaritan, so it, please let me do it. No, it would be lovely, but I'm not, I'm, I, listen man, you've been very kind, but I cannot, I cannot allow you to do that. So, well, go and buy the book, go and buy a copy of the book. Don't do that. No, I, I can't get hold of a copy of the book, because you're going to get, it's going to be gone soon, isn't it's it? It's going to be gone in a week, go online and order it now! <sighs> you're, oh, listen, fella, but I don't, I don't you're a good man. I don't, I don't want you to get out of pocket. I don't, I'm not, uh, listen, I, I'm doing all right, I can cover it, I'm doing all right. Don't you, you're a very kind <laughs> man. No, no, no. This is like, this Not is sure. what meals are like. Except if you do this with Kath, you do it, you do, it goes back and forth <laughs> twice and she goes, okay, you can pay. <laughs> you have some more chips to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey listen, my, listen, my friend, you are very kind. I'm going to let you go. I got it covered. It wasn't what I was doing it for and it was, it was improper of me to even bring it up on air. Thank you very much indeed. 0344. 499-1000. There are nice people out there. Mm. There are nice, uh, there are nice people out there. Uh, um, I'm being sent pictures of dogs. Thank you, uh, Mary, for sending a picture of your dog. And my cats, my cats would see your um, dog off. <laughs> What's this? Reverse audio. Well, I don't want to. I'm not going to reverse the audio because then I will. Um, uh, then I will get be accused of being a patter thief by Limmy's people. That's why I'm fully crediting Limmy for this incredible discovery. Um, I will not be doing that myself. Go and do it yourself at home. Record Insomniac 
and, uh, I must sleep, and then play them backwards, guys, and you, you'll see, you, you will be amazed. You will be amazed. Catherine, what have you brought to the party this evening? My little chickadee. I got a Stonehenge story, baby. Oh, yeah, Stonehenge. Mystery Can finally we all f- Where have we got to listen to this from? 150, 150 metres away? 150 yeah, unless you're one of the sacred 26. Where we go? Stonehenge mystery finally solved as scientists discover where builders lived. Inside the stones, there's little doors, isn't there? Home of iconic landmarks, builders may have been the first city on Earth. <laughs> Despite being one of Britain's best-known sites from 150 metres away, yes. Stonehenge is still surrounded by mystery, as well as a cordon of 150 metres. Okay. The iconic structure was almost certainly built around 5,000 years ago yeah. and appears to have been built for mainly religious motives. And sexual. Probs. It was, it was like a sexual, it was like a shagging, it was like a club, shagging ground, wasn't it? Sex magic, with a K. But exactly who built it has long been the subject of debate. Yeah. The fact that over... Slaves. 40 of the stones that make up the site were dragged 180 miles from quarries in the Priscilla Hills in Pembrokeshire, West Wales, suggests a huge organisation at a time when humans tended to live in small villages and the first recorded cities were only just beginning to develop in Mesopotamia. Got, remind me to talk to you about uh, Machu Picchu in a minute. Brilliant. But there may have been a city closer to home. Dr. Albert Lynn believes he's uncovered the city where the builders no of Stonehenge person. lived. Just one mile away from Stonehenge lies the prehistoric, prehistoric settlement of Blickmead. Blickme? Blick. Blick. Blickme? Blick. South Africa? Well, no, it's Blick, B-L-I-C-K. Okay. Mead, which he thinks was one of the first cities in Europe, if not the world. Blickmead was one of the important places for early humans that uh, roamed here. What you're doing there is you are... Professor voice. Yeah, you're saying that intellectuals are toffs, and I think that's unfair on thick kids. <coughs> Blickmead was an important place for the early humans that roamed here. Maybe <laughs> even one of the first manifestations of a human city, he told the Daily Telegraph. Yeah, he's probably posh. His colleague, University of Buckingham professor David Jakes, said the recent excavations at the site have changed our understanding about how these prehistoric Britons lived. At Blickmead, we found shed loads of stuff. Up until 2006, only 30 finds had ever been recovered from this period at any one site, and now we're up to more than 70,000, so it's been a total game changer. We're talking about a very small area that people were coming to again and again, and I think it was probably some sort of permanent settlement. So our ideas of how hunter-gatherers move around in dispersed communities needs to be revised. This makes Stonehenge more interesting because it gives it a longer history, linking it back to people from Mesolithic, from the Mesolithic. Blickmead really is the cradle of Stonehenge. Blickmead then, isn't it? So you, my, let's talk to Danny first. Good evening, Danny. Hello, lady. Hello, ma'am. Yes. Hello, call. Ah, yes. Twelve cats. Ian, beat that. Sorry? I had twelve cats at one time once. Did you? I bet your house really stank of cat piss. Cat poo. No, I had Ken and Woody, and then we had Bob and Moogie, and they both had four kittens each, but then we had to get rid of all, had to get rid of ten of them. Because my daughter came home from, uh, she was born. That's what we sent them. We gave some money to a charity, and they took them all. But now, I've got four. But I hope you, here's the thing, you're an irresponsible human. <laughs> Get your cats done. They were, we, we were told they were done when we got them. Oh. And they, they, they were only nine months old and neither of them had been done. Oh, so, no. So we paid to have them done and I think I gave them about charity about £100 and they took them all because we couldn't have 12 cats now no. for a new baby. 
So how many? So so, now, so what's the so what's the regular? Forget the twelve. That's a that's yeah. a, an outlier, as we would say yeah. in business. That's yeah. an outlier. What was the general mean average of cats? Well, I've lived here since '93. I've had 23 cats, but keeping them all the time, I had four. And then when they had kittens, we had to get rid of them. And then I had six up until a couple of years ago when two, one got hit by a car, one got hit, and bit by a fox. So now I have four. I did have six. So you had six for a while. And it was six manageable, because I I could potentially next week have five. Yeah, because I think you you live like like somewhere like I do, where there's lots of bushes, have a cat flat, and they can just come and go. Cat flat and bushes, but there is a train track at the end of the garden. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's a proper working train track with trains and everything right at the end of the garden. That, that would worry me a little. It worries me a lot. And mm. I've got to convince the RSPCA man next week that it's not a problem. And my argument will be I've got three cats that go out and I know two of them cross the train track and trains come every 15 minutes and you can feel it about a quarter of a mile away and they've yeah. been all right so far. But yeah, it is a worry. Of course it's a worry. Yeah, if we can feel it, or you can feel it, then they're not going to go, oh, I shall wait here until the train comes. It's going to be crossing at the end of your garden for, what, two seconds, if that? Yeah, well. And try well, it's not that, time. do you know what, it's not even that fast. It takes about uh, eight, ten seconds. So it's, yeah. you know, it's not an intercity or anything like that. It's, um, it's a slow trundle. It's a slow trundle, and... Well, I've had the slow track in my garden. Unlucky, mate. Um, so, all right, so five cats I, I can more. cope with. Yes, they're lovely. They yeah, are the best. Because wasn't you that didn't want one and you got it because it was sad and it was looking at you and you went, I'll have it anyway. Mm. And I've not had a kitten since yeah. we had Toby when I was about four when we got Toby. And uh-huh. uh, all the all my other girls, I mean, the, the, the girls were about four or five, June, July, August, September, October, November. They were five months when I got them, so they weren't tiny, tiny kittens. These, these, these brother and sister, they're, they're ten weeks old. They're tiny. Oh, it's really great. They're it, climbing up your legs. I've got my ones at the moment. They've got Lily, and then she had two kittens, or she had some cats. She kept two of hers, um, and then we've got her brother, so yeah. Lily and Bergie, and then we've got their yeah. of those kids. They're the best. Well, cats now in the cat club. Yeah, I love it. Best. Oh, I've seen the picture of it. Grey one, fluffy thing. Uh, I always get a nice little update of uh, when we get home. We both just let each other know we've got home safe because we're both normally quite tired when we're, we're heading home. So it's, it's yeah. kind of a little pattern we've got where we just text each other to say home. And now I get a nice little update of um, where what Willow is doing when you get home. She started to wait for me. Yeah. Well, cats are wonderful because they can go out and you know they're coming back. Dogs. They'll go out and you'll never see it again. Yeah. Well, I, although when I was growing up, Danny, you're a similar age. When yeah. I was growing up in the 70s, you'd often see dogs walking themselves. Yeah. yeah quite regularly in my village, someone picked up a, um, a little white fluffy dog earlier today and they said, I found this walking around the road and someone had a boxer that was running around. How do these animals get out? Maybe they're hard. Well, of course, you, people don't really let their dogs out on their own now because of all the dog paedophiles. Right. But in Ooh. the 70s, dogs would take them. So you often see dogs just out for a walk on their own and they'd go home. Yeah. And now they don't do that. There's no white dog poo. What's the world coming Thank to? Thank you very much indeed, Danny. Pete says, why is a World War II RAF pilot talking about Stonehenge? I'm afraid I can't answer, answer Terrible that, Terrible impudence, Pete. sir. There we go. Um, 0344-499-1000. Christine, stay there. You'll be next. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. I'm tired tonight, man. Really tired. It's getting cold, in it? Got into bed last night, 
I just thought, what I could really do with an electric blanket? They're expensive, though, electric blankets. Expensive. I thought you had one. Got one in the, in, um, the eldest's bed. I haven't got one in, uh... I get on yours while he's not there. It's not big enough, mate. My, 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 my bed is, is huge. Yeah, but you don't sleep on the whole thing, do you? Yeah, but I like to sleep at the edge, so this would only cover the middle. Mm. I'm, you I'm, pull it over? No, but, it, no, it doesn't work like that because you've got cables sticking out and then you get the cable stuck in you. It's, it, it will not work. All you see is problems, I see solutions. I've got a hot water bottle and I'll fill that up tonight. All right, That's what I'll do. Good evening, Christine! Hello. Hello, Christine, what have you got for us? Um, you was talking about Machu Picchu. Oh, yes, go on. Have you been? No, I haven't. Is it any good? Well, my son has. What does he reckon? Unbelievable. Don't crap. Oh, it's good, is it? A- absolutely unbelievable. Have you ever watched, um, Ancient Aliens on the telly? No, I haven't, but I- I'm going to. It sounds right up my street. What is Ancient Aliens? Well, it's... They, every week, they show you different places, and they're always in Machu Picchu, and they <laughs> reckon that... There's all flat surfaces, and they reckon, that, they reckon that they don't know how yeah. these people got these, put these buildings up, and yeah. and they reckon it was aliens that did it. Am I right that Machu Picchu was lost for a long, long time? Yes. Yeah, lost for centuries, thousands of years. Yeah. And it was rediscovered, and there was a bit of argy-bargy with the, but I think it's in Peru, with the Peruvians and the Americans, because the Americans nicked a load of stuff and said, oh, we're just, I heard a documentary on Radio 4, we, we're just looking after this stuff at Yale University, you can have it back, and then they never gave it back. Are you interested in Machu Picchu, then? I am, because on the way home last night, I heard a little bit of a documentary about Machu Picchu on Radio 4 Extra. Well, watch a watch Ancient Aliens. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. What channel is it on? The Bollocks Channel. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like it'll be like one of those made-up channels that that like. I think, no, I think it's Blaze. Is what? Dave. Da- or da- Dave. Blaze. Da- da- oh, Blaze. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I know Blaze. I, I, yeah, I know Blaze. I do a lot of work for one of their sister channels, D-Max. So, uh... Right. All yeah. right, I'll check that out, Christine. Thank you. Did your, um, when your son went there, did he feel like he, he, did he, did he feel like he was touched? Um... <laughs> no, I mean, did he feel <laughs> like... the vibes. Did, did he, did he feel like a, like a sort of magic vibe there? Yes, he, yes, he, yeah, he did. Yeah. He, um, he sent me... Because he went travelling, I mean, he was sending me emails and loads and loads and loads of photos, and it was just unbelievable. Yeah. And he said that it, yeah, he said that he felt, he he reckoned that he felt like aliens had been there before, previous. And you can't argue, here's the thing, Kath, you can't argue with that stuff. You can't argue with that. He Uh, said that it was... If you saw the the workmanship and that, he said, "Mummy went." There's no way. It's like the pyramids, you know. It's how they managed to do that thousands of years ago. He said, "Mummy went." Definitely, something went on there. Yeah. Definitely. Nice one, Christine. I'm going to check that program out. 
Yeah, it's on Blaze. It's called Ancient Aliens. I think they've got it on Netflix as well. Which is I've got, got, got someone's login for Netflix. Christine, <laughs> thank you very much for that. Um, Pete says, you know, I've not had a hot water bottle for years, but now you said that, I could really go for one. I found mine the other day. Michael says, I'm trying to buy the, the, the book, but the site keeps crashing. I think the site, I think Lulu might be down actually tonight, so um, I'll, I'll retweet it tomorrow. Machu Picchu, right, was lost yeah. for thousands of years, mm-hmm. right? And as you just said there, very special, mystical, magical yeah, something went on. place. Um, something went on, we don't know what. I have a theory, as you know, that we came from Mars. Yeah. Like, like a million year, billion years ago, or something, whatever, I don't know. There was a nuclear war up there, there was... Mayhem. Mayhem, there was a, 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 a ecological disaster, something, I don't know. But we came here and then, but your argument is, well, well why, why haven't we got the technology from then? Yeah. That's your argument. Yeah. Because we lost it. Just like we lost Machu. Careless, isn't it? Yeah, careless. If you're moving a whole civilization, wouldn't you take care of We didn't all make that? it. We didn't all make it. Yeah. But the um, cleverest ones obviously did. Machu Picchu is proof. Yeah. Machu Picchu was like this incredibly... Oh, my God. Machu Picchu, Michael and Dave, will come to you in a minute if we have time, because I'm starting to lose my rag now. Machu, Machu Picchu. Picchu. was an incredibly advanced yeah. civilization. Mm-hmm. We lost it for thousands of years. We rediscovered it in the 1970s, but no one can understand what was going on because there was that break in the continuum. There was there was a, there was a gap between when it started and when it ended, so people can't understand it. So that gives credence to my argument that we wouldn't have the technology. Please let me finish before you start looking up at the sky and pulling a face and stop laughing. Stop trying to control my face. Stop being a dick. That was beneath me. That was beneath me. That was beneath me. And I apologise. I would like to apologise to Amy that she heard me speak like that, Amy. I'm so sorry. That was beneath me. That was beneath me. Please don't tell HR. Um, because that, that will be beneath you. Because that the seventh time he's called me a dick. What I'm saying is... He's a dick. Right, you're, you're you're right. Go on, carry on with your theory. I'll get lost. Let's go to Michael. Good evening, Michael. Hello, Ian. How are you getting on tonight? Very well, Michael. What can we do for you? I'd like to let you know that Machu Picchu was the was founded by Harold Bingham in 1911. Did you know that fact? I didn't know that fact, Michael. I'd love to hear some more facts. Well, he was trying to find the uh, the gold. What is it? The gold, the lost gold of whatever it was called in the Amazon. Yeah. And he, he came across this in 1911. It's amazing fact, you know, Ian. Anyway. I, I, what I rang was, uh, you're getting some boring calls tonight. You're getting so some try, very boring calls. I thought I'd try and liven the thing up. Okay. <laughs> yes, mate, do it! Well, I've got some good news for you. Oh, I good can't... Good news. I can Oh, I cannot wait for this. Go on. He's I right. It was, it, was, it was found by Bingham in 1911. So, so far... Michael is 100% spot on. So this is... Well, I, was, uh, I went to Peru in 1982, Ian. Apart from the wobbly the, accent. <laughs> with, with the, what are you talking about Did there? Did you go via Wales? <laughs> what, what are you talking about, Wales? What are you talking about, lady? Go on, yes. Well, no, I, I, thought, I, I thought I'd let you know the truth about, about what's happening. You know, I, uh, Susan from Exeter rang me the other day. Yes, oh, God. God almighty, what is the matter with that woman? <laughs> No, no, she said that Leroy had let her down. 
I mean, could you tell me what she's on about there now? I'm afraid I cannot, I cannot help you there, Michael. Um, Sit Stand Walk has done some work for us. I'm going to play, play this out. Um, why can't we hear it? Hang on a minute, if I do that. I wasn't insomniac. I wasn't insomniac. I'm asleep. Insomniac. I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm asleep. Insomniac. I wasn't. I'm asleep. No, it's not working here. Insomniac. She's doing it wrong. First of all, I didn't know sit stand sit stand walk was was a woman. Just assumed it was a bloke. That's because I live in the patriarchy. And you've got to say it more, insomniac, insomniac. Do it like that. Insomniac. Insomniac. If you do it like that, that will play back. Oh, I'll just do it. I'll just do it and I'll get called a patter thief. Can you play stuff backwards, Amy? Uh, I don't think so. That sounds like a yes. That sounds like a yes to me. There must be a way. This is at the top of the range. Hang on. Okay. Um, um, how do I record something? Someone sent you something, didn't they? Of how to do it? I wasn't really paying attention. Yes. What was it? Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, Dave. Come to you in a minute, Dave. What did they send me? Oh, here we go. Uh, uh, reverse audio. Alright, let's, 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 let's get accused of being a patter thief, but I don't care. This is done by Limmy the other day, and I'm, I'm totally copying it from from Limmy. I get all my material from Limmy, alright? He's, I want, he's, I, I, I want to be Limmy, alright? Reverse audio. Okay, reverse audio. Okay. What is this TikTok that everyone's going on about? Oh, it's a thing. Okay. Shall I get involved in it? No. Okay. It's like the new Vine. I didn't like the old Jeremy Vine. Oof. He's a very big fan of yours. Doesn't give me any work though, does it? Record yourself and replay it reverse with a little bit of training you can learn. To- okay. Tap, needs your permission to use your mic. Allow, yes. Allow, yes. Insomniac. Totally, I've nicked it from Limmy. I'm going to say it again. I've nicked it from Limmy. Yeah, I'm asleep. Is what he's saying. Limmy, credit to Limmy. Credit to Limmy. Good evening, Dave. Hi there. We're heading towards the end of the show, and I couldn't be happier. What can I do for you? Um, I'd like to talk about something because I've heard a few people phoning this late. Machu Picchu. Um, what it is is I was um. My mum died when I was young, and uh, I was getting picked on at school at the time and that, and uh, I must have been about 14 or 15 and that, and I was thinking about uh, killing myself or something. Yeah, gosh. And uh, one of the bullies who was picking on us, he just come out with your mum called such and such, and I'd never even mentioned any of at school and that. So, what do you think of that? Well, there's a lot of information uh-huh. to take in. So, how did he know... Your mum's name? No idea. Are you suggesting that maybe that he was like psychic or something? Yeah. 
Wow. Maybe she's looking after us, like looking down on us and looking after us. Well, you know, possibly. Um, how are you now, Dave? I'm guessing that was a while ago. Yeah. How are you, um, how are you now? I'm not too bad, no. Yeah, you're doing all right. Yeah. Um, and did the bullying carry on at school, or did you get, did it kind of calm down after a bit? It did. It carried on until the last year I left. Ah, mate. I'm sorry. That, that must have been really, really tough. It was. Um, but you're doing all right now? Yeah. Still talk to mum, even though, she, you know, all these years later? I still live with my mum at the moment. Right. Okay. Thought your mum passed away? Yeah, that's my stepmum I live with. Okay. All right. Well... Um, I'm sorry for your loss, Dave, and um, I'm, I'm, I, you made it. You made it this far, brother, and that's got to be something yeah. to be celebrated. Cheers for that. Th- thanks a lot, man. Take care. Take care. Ah, oh, dear. There's a lot of there's a lot of people out there. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people, and everyone's got a story, and everyone's been through something. And to some people, that thing they've been through might be nothing, but it, but to others, it's huge. Dave's obviously been through a lot, and he's he, he made it. He's out the other side. Um. We're kind of almost done. It's, we've got we've got sort of four minutes, three and a half minutes. I don't really. I don't want to, you know, do a new story now. I don't really want to discuss uh, Machu Picchu anymore because um, I just think you're being very childish. I am about it. Yep. Why? Huh? Mm? Why? You being di- why? Why? Why'd you say that? Why? Why? When you take your paper Why? to the Explorers Society, they're going to question you harder than me. Why? So sits down, walk is a woman, isn't it funny? Thought it was a, I always thought it was a bloke. I think I knew it was a woman. Why? Because she said. Why? Don't mock the way I speak. Why? It's just a noise now. Why? Oh, my God. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe it, mate. What are you wearing that for? <laughs> We're going to a party. <laughs> Hello, Daryl. Let me switch the lights on. Hi-dee-hi. Ho-dee-ho. Yeah, what's oh, going on? It's bright. Eee. Bright and it's cold oh. and I feel alive. Feels like the morning after a sleepover. You know, you go to a sleepover. Oh, and not for a long time, comes. man. Although, having kids now... Actually, yeah, now I've, we, I've kind of had like a sofa bed put in my shed and Wi-Fi. So the kids, when they come, they just want to sleep in there. They go, yeah, but we've got beds. Yeah. Because they get the sofa bed and I have to sleep on the inflatable. So it feels like a sleepover every time the kids come over. That's quite sweet, though. I oh, like it's that. lovely. I like that a lot. Uh, what is on? Your, we're out 59. Bang on. So we've got 120 yeah, seconds. Loads of time. Yes, man. Loads of time. Uh, on the way, after one this morning, uh, quite a few things, actually. We're going to talk to uh, a guy who does uh, tours of haunted prisons. Have you, have you ever fancied spending a night in a prison? Is yeah, that... I'd love to. Right. I'd like to I go mean, to prison for... I've been to Alcatraz. It was enough during the day, to be honest. Well, yeah, I'll bet. Towards the end of the day, when we were waiting for the boat to come back, I did have that f- that kind of fantasy of what would happen if I got left behind. I could escape from Alcatraz. Yeah. Yeah. You could can't escape. escape from Alcatraz. Yes, you can. No. Clint Eastwood did. I could do it. I've watched the film. I know exactly what to do. Fair point. I'd like, to go, a... to, I'd like to go to prison for a week. Yeah. Um, you need a, you need a, you need an extended period. Just a night wouldn't do you. I think you'd need a week. Here's the thing, right? Prisoners are um, scumbags, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. They act like the oh, you smuggled. You got a telephone. How did you get it in? Up my bum. So.
So yeah. you think it's like a, it's like this, right? It's not. They're tiny little phones. Yeah. They're tiny, like like the size of cheap lighters. Yeah. I could get five of them up my ass. <laughs> So the boss didn't know about the size of your anal cavity. So, so what I'm saying is that the, the, the prisoners think they're big men shoving phones up their backside. Well, the phones are tiny. Shove a, well, you get you get a, a lap book lap book up there. <laughs> what, what now? <laughs> <Lap> book. <laughs> 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 they, Catherine, we're going off on a tangent. I really want Daryl to sell his show tonight. We, yeah. we, Let's we, get away we, from bums then, you shall don't we? Let, okay. You don't give him enough time to big it up. And I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna cut across you now as we go over to Daryl. Yes, Daryl. Uh, that as well as. But speaking of Alcatraz, by the way, we had a guy on the show recently who. Uh, who did a, like a bit of a ghost hunt there and uh, opening and closing doors and like just weird stuff. It's the most atmospheric place, even from when it's full of people. Uh, I can so imagine. I'm yeah. going to cut across both of you <laughs> because now okay. you, Daryl, you're cutting your your own time down by engaging with her. I was going to gear change. I was going to transition. It was a you transition. Got time for a gear change. No, no, it was good because we've also got we're going to we're going to speak to somebody about the most haunted house in Britain. It's been sold. Some amazing stories of the ghostly goings on in that place after one. See, it works. I don't know what I'm doing. I'll be the judge of that. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.